0: Welcome to Screen Vomit, the only movie podcast for normal people. I'm, of course, your host, Kayla, and I do have a guest with me today, but before I get to that... Um, I'll do my little plugs. If you like the show, you can find me on Instagram and everywhere else at ScreenVomit, one word on all the stuff. I have gorgeous new merch available. The links for that is in the show notes and in my bios on everything. We also have a Patreon you can subscribe to at patreon.com slash ScreenVomit. All right, and getting to my guest today. My guest is an actor, filmmaker, comedian, host of the podcast American Arts and Culture Review, one of my favorite movie podcasts, and also has a new movie out called Civil Dead, so keep your eyes out for that. It's Clay Tatum. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Hi, I'm here with Clay Tatum. What's up?
1: Yeah, how's it going? Uh, thanks for having me. I love being here.
0: Hell yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This young man has a new film out, so I guess we have to talk about it.
1: You don't uh, have to, but it's, you know, yeah. I mean, it is in the <laughs> contracts that we signed over and that my lawyer looked over.
0: Yeah, and I can't afford to be sued at this point in time, so right. we've got to talk about Civil Dead. You've just done... Several fests with it. Florida most recently, right?
1: Yeah, I just got back from Florida and so, mm-hmm. so did Wit, who uh, caught COVID there. And surprisingly, I did not Classic. catch COVID there.
0: Yeah, even though you're with Wit the whole time.
1: Yeah, I was with him every second of mm-hmm. every day. And we did a lot of sketchy things. Like we went to an amusement park and mm-hmm. all that. And there's times where I'm like... Disney oh World? No, we did Universal Studios. We had a friend mm-hmm. that got us Because you're protesting Disney. Of um, Of course. Mm-hmm. and um <laughs> the i'm more politically aligned with universal um yeah. <laughs> and I, we 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 did like rides where i was like i, th- I think we're going to get covid here and then mm-hmm. i I did not get the stinking. You
0: did rides with, like, groups of people where you're just face-to-face breathing on each other.
1: Yeah, and it's also just, like, the lines. So they were like, what's the smallest room we could put the most people in? <laughs> and there was a King yeah. Kong ride uh, uh-huh. that was really tested. I was like, I'm getting, I don't know if I'm getting, if I'm not getting COVID in here, I'm getting something else.
0: Yeah. And.
1: <laughs> Um, and you never I know what get he'll it. catch in Florida. And Whit got it, which reminds me of a time where me and Whit went to Vegas and we were gambling all night, mm-hmm. and came back, and he got COVID, and I didn't. And I don't know what's going on with me and him.
0: Oh, it's you know what? It's probably because he's not vaccinated. Well, that
1: too. I mean, <laughs> he, I came on trying to get him vaccinated, and he just like <laughs> he really kicks my ass. And it yeah. actually really hurts when he does that.
0: Famously an anti-vaxxer. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can't talk any sense into those people.
1: Right. I mean.
0: Yeah. What can you do? <laughs> turn off the
1: Fox News for 10 seconds, man. I'm trying to work with you here.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's impossible with that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, you know.
0: Yeah. So this is your first feature, right? I've, I've obviously, you know, but I've watched all your shorts. I loved your shorts. I've oh, watched thank you. now your feature. I love your feature. Thank well, they're, you. actually, you know what? There's one short I can't get my hands on. Oh, what's that? Called a place no one knows.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, okay, yeah, so that was a that was a funnier die funded thing. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know Funny if... or
0: die famously died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, big time.
1: <laughs> and they They, they won't were... give it back. No, no, they did a, they did something with Samsung milk, which is like this is so this is <laughs> this is how I made money for like 2 or 3 years. With okay. dumb little dumb stuff like this. Uh-huh. So Funnier Diet did a thing with Samsung Milk, which was an app inside of a Samsung phone where you can only watch it on a Samsung phone, which no one I knew had. <laughs> and we made a thing called LA Pizza. We made a thing called uh-huh. Wet Makers, and then we made another mm-hmm. thing called Place No One Knows, which was like a it was like a spoof on Place Beyond the Pines, but we. It wasn't really a spoof. I don't know what it was. Anywho. Yeah. So they gave us a lot of money to make that. They gave yeah. us more money to make that than what we made The simple Dad with.
0: Whoa. And
1: we made it and it was fine. It was good. And then it just like died in the app because the app went under instantly. <laughs> and, you know, I probably have it on a hard drive somewhere. But mm-hmm. besides that, it, oh, it was on Amazon Prime.
0: But it's not anymore.
1: But it's not anymore. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know where the sucker is. I mean, it's in my bedroom somewhere. Or in my
0: office. <laughs> so and you I, hold the keys and you have to release it. Well, I don't even know
1: if I hold the keys. Maybe I it's a hard drive that I gave to someone else that needed I I don't I honestly oh do not know where the <laughs> sticker is. And also I'm not I'm not a Let huge Let it go. <laughs> I'm not I'm not like um
0: release the tapes.
1: <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's also I don't think it's bad at all. And uh-huh. um yeah, I just I I just don't know where it is. Mm, mm-hmm. But so. you know, it was nice making. It was my nice making a living off of those um, <laughs> yeah. scammy little startups. Um,
0: <laughs> off of a milk app on a Samsung phone. Yeah, if you want to make mm-hmm.
1: fifteen thousand dollars a year, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do would say do one
0: short film for an app.
1: Yeah. Well, also <laughs> that. It, we did it wrong. I mean, there was other people that were make, get money to make things, they're mm-hmm. like, "What if I made a short that all took place in one location, and I get to keep the entire budget?" Um, what we did was like we kept we spent almost everything they gave us to make yeah. our stuff.
0: You maximalized.
1: yeah, and yeah. it was it's so stupid. I if I can go back, <laughs> I would not have done that.
0: So you've learned a lesson there,
1: yeah. Just really. <laughs> It was a damn shame, but you know it was fun. But yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to see the light of day again, um, unless I dust off a hard drive and I find a.
0: And what I'm thinking is, you gotta dust off the hard drive.
1: I know, I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you've learned your lesson with um, being given tons of money for a short and blowing it all. Uh, what lesson did you learn doing your feature?
1: Um, I don't know. It's like the feature just came and went so fast. It was like. I had an idea. Uh, mm-hmm. some, some guy randomly called me, offered me like thirty thousand dollars to make a movie. Okay, goals. Because cause he <laughs> he just saw a short I made, and he's like an old pal, and he wanted to get. Wait, into which the... short
0: did he see that that convinced him to give you thirty k?
1: He saw the short "Home," which I I guarantee <laughs> okay. he didn't finish. <laughs> he just saw that it, it just looked like this is looked... the
0: one with um with bare cheeks in it. Yeah, True? that yeah. one.
1: So he saw that one, and he was like, hey, how much... He he he, he saw like,
0: that ass, and he said, I got to give that guy money.
1: <laughs> he, he goes, how much did that cost I you? I need more of this. <laughs> and I was like, that that short cost me like $1,000 to make. Uh-huh. And he goes, how? And I go, well, it's just cheap. You have like, you pay your crew, but and mm-hmm. you only shoot for two days, and it's just like, you find a camera somewhere, and, and yeah. it's fine. And he was like, well, if I give you $30,000, can you make a feature? Which... It's not that much money, but I was like, yeah, I, I guarantee I Your can Your yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was instantly greenlit after he's heard me say yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like two months later, I got with Wit. We wrote a script of this idea I had. And then two months after that, we shot it. And then um, later, we just edited it for an entire year. And it's just like, it just went so fast. So I don't know if I learned anything.
2: <laughs> it just,
1: it's a blur to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. the only thing that I really did learn is that we try to cram the most stuff that we can film in a day as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that hurts your movie. Yeah, and but Yeah. But it's also like we, at that point too, we didn't have a choice. It's just like we only have this much money and we can only do it if we get this amount of pages in in a day. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the next movie I make, I would love to shoot half as fast. Mm-hmm. um but yeah that's the only thing that i've really you learned. just
0: um the next mo- the lesson you learned is the next movie you want to start with more money
1: <laughs> yeah that's a goal that i have i'm like hmm, why didn't i think of this earlier and so
0: main takeaway
1: <laughs> yeah i would like more money and um more time and that mm-hmm. would be really good yeah and also i learned that the movie is really made with the pickups Because that Mm -hmm. really, I mean, that really helps. Because if you make a movie, just the principal shooting, it's just a mess. And you can fix all those messes by just having pickup shoots. And we had Mm -hmm. like four or five pickup days of just making this movie uh, better and having it make sense.
0: Hell yeah! Well, it turned out sick, and it's Thank making you so waves. Much. You got like a uh, audience award or something at Slam right?
1: Yeah, um, and I think that's just because um, we have a podcast that has a lot of fans. So uh, we really gamed the system there, didn't we?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you won because a lot of people like your work. Well, I
1: guess so. I don't yeah. know. We were like it's just like here's the thing. Wit is like a comedian that's on H that has an HBO special and mm-hmm. he told everyone to go see it. So yeah. I'm not gonna completely say that the audience award is completely earned, but I love having it. <laughs> it's really it's really nice to have.
0: No, I think it was great. I think the two best movies won. We got Hannah Haha with the, the regular award. Yeah, and that's Y'alls with the that. Audience Award. They were both the two best. I think. Thank you so yeah, my Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think that that's just my thing. opinion. Yeah, I really liked <laughs> Hannah Haha.
0: Yeah, I had those group guys, of guys on. Uh, recently, too, on the podcast.
1: That's what's up. Yeah, I like that.
0: That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> what movie did they do? Hard to Be a God.
1: Oh. Have you heard of this? Yeah, the black and white. The, yeah. Uh, and what an interesting movie to pick, and I picked one of the most popular movies in the last 10 years. No. <laughs> I, did okay. I, that, hmm. I did think about that, though. I did think about that, though, because it's like you gave me a list and I was like, yeah. oh, I'll just pick from the list. And I'm like, I don't even know what movie I would have picked anyways. And then I just picked Inherent Vice because it's like a movie that I've like, it's the only movie that I kind of return to uh, a mm-hmm. lot. And But then I thought, there's another movie called Magical Girl that I wish I would have picked. But maybe that's for, that's for next time. Because it's yeah. a movie that not that many people have heard of. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. And it pisses me off that not that many people talk about it. And, um, I haven't seen it. I think I heard it about it
0: from Alex. Maybe actually. yeah. Me and
1: Alex came over one day, and he was yeah. like, "Hey, just randomly pick a movie and, mm-hmm. to, for us to watch." And I picked that one. And um, I don't know why I picked it, but it turned out to be really good. And yeah. um, he really liked it.
0: Yeah. So next time we do that. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's for next time. What's That's the for rule? Next time. Wait, did you? What? Is there a rule? Is there like a ten-year rule for this mm-hmm.
0: podcast? Yeah, ten years. That's, That's okay. my rule.
1: I think it came out in
0: 2014.
1: Oh, so we got time. (laughs)
0: So I'll make sure to have you back on before it has reached its 10-year mark. Good. Okay, great. (laughs) I'll have my lawyers
1: draft that up just to make sure.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, so that I know what I'm legally supposed to address in the next episode as well. That's right. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) Of course. It It really helps me stay on track, you know? Mm -hmm. So what is your experience with watching movies? You watch a lot of movies or... I mean, I know you have a movie podcast, but... You don't always watch those either. No,
1: I don't. I really, I honestly, I do not watch many movies at all. Yeah, really. And yeah, I, I honestly see about like two movies a month.
0: Yeah, and Dude, that's like a normal person amount of movies. I feel like.
1: Yeah, but I make the day I make these damn things. <laughs> like I shouldn't be. I should be watching more. It's like it's a quality that I'm like. Are you really...
0: shy about your um, small size of movies that you watch per month?
1: Yeah, I really yeah. am, but I'm trying to be um, open about it.
0: Mm-hmm. and yeah um, I appreciate your vulnerability
1: yeah it's a quality of that I have that I don't really enjoy that I that I have that quality and so um my wife's out of town for the next two days and so I'm, I think I'm gonna cram in as many of these damn things that I can
0: oh yeah mm-hmm. gonna <laughs> have a little cram sesh hell yeah
1: yeah and so, what
0: gets you to watch a movie do you have a type um no I
1: mean I'm, Maybe
0: there's not an answer to that, but...
1: I don't know. It's like if I hear someone talk about a movie on a podcast and it, there's something about it that... I don't know. I, I, re- I really like recommendations. Like, if people know that my taste and if they recommend a movie, that makes me go out and see it.
2: Mm-hmm. What
1: else? I don't know. I mean, I guess really nothing because I'm not seeing these damn things. <laughs> Um, well, that's
0: why it's curious, like that you only choose to watch two movies per month. Oh, you know
1: what really gets me too mm-hmm. is um, screenshots uh, that people post on um, mm, okay. Twitter or or Instagram. You see Instagram. a cool pick, you go, I, I see a, a cool watch pick, and I thing. go, "Yeah, I gotta walk, I gotta watch this sucker." And that's I gotta how see I... more of this pick. Yeah, that's how I yeah. see like American Friend or like like any classic. Beautiful Lee shot movies. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I was going over my letterbox today to see what I've been watching, and it's just a bunch of trash. It's just... <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is, like, I, it's like I've only seen, like, the movies that, like, everyone's talking about now. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't
0: just know. Just so you can keep up with the zeitgeist.
1: I'm trying to. So I saw mm-hmm. that Everything Everywhere movie, and then I, I, I saw... I saw something. I saw X. So I'm mm-hmm. keeping up. But yeah. um, those are part of the two movies Just I Just barely see a keeping
0: your head above water. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Okay, well, so you picked the movie for today, which was, as you mentioned, the 2014 film Inherent Vice, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah, what drew you to this film? You said you returned to it.
1: Yeah, this is a classic movie that mm-hmm. I watch where the first time I watch it, I had the same experience with um, Inside Lewin Davis, is I watch it the first time through, like probably in the movie theater, and then I don't really like it that much. Or I, I like it. Like, it's like just middle of the road, fine. Yeah. It's like what you expect no from a great No strong feelings director. either way. Yeah. No strong feelings either way, but I did enjoy myself. And then later, I like keep on thinking about it. And then I watch it a second time when it comes out on streaming. And I really enjoy it. And then I watch mm-hmm. it a third time, and I enjoy it even more. Um, and then it becomes like one of my favorites, but Mm -hmm. I didn't like
0: like the movie the first time and then you keep putting it on because (laughs) you'll feel something. Yeah. So
1: like (laughs) there's, there's parts of a movie. I'm a guy that I like a good classic camera move or Mm -hmm. a good, like whatever. And there's a, there's a camera move in the movie where it's like, it's a dolly shot where It's like in the third act where uh, Doc is walking with his lawyer, I think, and it's like they're watching the ship come back in that they talk Mm -hmm. about. And it's like a classic... Tracking sh- or dolly shot. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> on set, I kept on calling a pickup a insert uh-huh. and an insert a pickup. So I don't know. I can't. I don't. Yeah. I need to it's learn. It's all right. The
0: audience doesn't know either. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh,
1: so it's like that shot gets like you seared say a dolly in...
0: shot. They're like there's something fancy about this shot. Yeah. They don't know. You know. <laughs> there's
1: um. So that shot was like seared in my brain, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I gotta see that shot again. I love that shot. So I watched the movie yeah. again
0: the and whole then, movie just to make it to the one shot. Yeah. It's a, it's a fairly lengthy film.
1: Cuz you yeah. have to build to it. And it's not <laughs> a bad movie. If it's a bad movie and it has a good shot in it, I'm like <laughs> I'll just fast forward. Yeah. But so like I do stuff like that. I like movies that I don't like at first mm-hmm. and I, when I rewatch <laughs> it it just turn, it's better. And I think all best best movies are like that. Cuz also if there's a movie that I really do like the first viewing, it like disappears in my head later it like mm. there's something about, I, I've I've I, I have, like...
0: You think you never get that feeling back? Like, when you see... It's like if you see something funny, the second time you see it, it's not funny no more, but maybe the same thing just with a great film. Yeah. It's like... It's the first just, time you see it, you get a butterfly in your stomach, and the more you watch it, you're not getting the butterflies anymore.
1: Yeah, there's some movies that are just, like, that I really enjoy watching, and then, like, they just don't stick with me. And then other movies that I don't really like watching it, and then I learn to love it, and then it sticks with me. <laughs> I never, like, see a movie right away and love it right away, and then it sticks Sticks with me. It, it happens, but it's it's more rare, it's rare than it should be.
0: Mm-hmm. What's an example of one that that was the case for? Can you think of one
1: where I watched it all the way through and then I loved it, no matter like first you go, loved
0: it the first go, and then it also did stick with you and you still love it.
1: There's a movie called Another Year by Mike Lee that <laughs> I watched, and it's like one of his more recent ones, and I watched it and. Then the ending happened, and I loved the ending, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" And so I just rewatched it right then and there, and I never, do- I've never done that with a movie before. Hell yeah! I think I've done that with Yee. Yee. Remember the movie Yee, Yee?
0: I never watched it, but I know about it.
1: That's another one where I'm like, I like that so much, I might give it another spin. Why not? Hell yeah! And so I mm-hmm. press the restart button. So another year is an example of a movie that I I loved, and also like another movie like Broadcast News. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Any like. Albert Brooks movie I loved, and unfortunately some Woody Allen movies, and damn, yeah, (laughs) I'm a real sicko.
0: (laughs) I've never seen any Woody Allen movie, so oh really? If that makes me more canceled or less canceled in the film community, I'm not sure.
1: (laughs) I think less. I mean, like they're not. I don't think. If you ever get interested in it, I mean, like there's some. It like movies... seems like a
0: bad time to get interested in it <laughs> now. Yeah,
1: I mean, also like, you know how you had to like separate the art from the artist. <laughs> oh,
0: sometimes yeah, he sometimes he's
1: making movies that it's just mm-hmm. there's no separate like Manhattan you can't really separate. Okay, um,
0: but I've never seen it, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean. <laughs>
1: if the the subject matter kind of matches what he's capable oh, okay. for yeah um, and so yeah, it's hard, but he is unfortunately a really good filmmaker that ha- mm-hmm. that's really good he's just a he's a good filmmaker. But he's he's just a little fucking creep, and he's a pest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and if you don't want to see any any of his movies, like I I can't blame you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So maybe I'm on the good side of history now. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, film heads seem to um, react when they they hear I've never seen a Woody Allen movie until recently. I'd never seen a David Lynch movie either, but I've started um, that journey. I know.
1: Honestly, who cares? I I know. uh, they're a bunch of bozos. Get over it. Who cares. <laughs> literally, I, I, I'm, I'm saying that because I don't even watch movies. Like, who <laughs> fucking cares? I mean, I think with like David Lynch, you might get something out of it if you mm-hmm. do. If you do enjoy, I don't know, weirdo stuff. Weirdo but shit. I mean, that's mm-hmm. obvious. I mean, you'll yeah. get to it when you get to it. It's fine.
0: I've seen two recently. <laughs> Which ones have you seen? I watched uh, Mulholland Drive was uh-huh. one, and the other. Oh fuck! I just watched it literally last weekend. Inland Empire. Oh, you it saw was that? Inland Empire. Yeah. Where did you see that? I saw that in the theater. It was playing in a theater near me. So. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I went and um, saw it. I
1: don't. I don't think I've seen that one. I saw that when it came out, and I have no memory of it now. I, I remember. <laughs> I remember the rabbits TV yeah. show. And mm-hmm. um, uh, did you did you enjoy those films?
0: I loved Mulholland Drive. Mm-hmm. The other one, I think there were good things about it. There were parts I enjoyed. Uh, as a whole, I'm not sure i just yeah. think it was i think it was too long there was like too much of it yeah there's um, a lot i mean that's i think a lot they of, could cut a whole hour out of it and probably make a pretty good film
1: that's a lot of dv tape that they ran yeah. through <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't i honestly don't remember it and i kind of mm-hmm. do I. 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 A lot of people have been talking about it now because it's been doing that theatrical run
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so i i want to see it but it's, and it was
0: easter so the whole bunny thing
1: oh is that why they're doing that
0: know but I did see the clip from the bunny parts online a lot in the last couple of days, and I I'm like, it's random that's exactly that I just saw this movie.
1: I guarantee <laughs> you that's exactly why they did that. Which is that's
0: fine, probably so. Uh,
1: but. but that's cool that that's getting uh, another I I hate that when movies are not available online. That's my one yeah, thing. It's you, up. That's coming from a bozo We're who doesn't see. It. <laughs> I mean, that's coming from a real dummy b- dummy that doesn't see these things. <laughs> But sometimes you want to watch Shortcuts and you're like, I, how can I, I see know. this movie?
0: I just bought Shortcuts on DVD actually when I was in LA. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. But yeah, you can't, it's nowhere. It's like, what the yeah. hell? You got to buy the DVD. Now the my one DVD collection growing. See, I don't, I don't want one time
1: I want to see a movie, you guys really <laughs> screwed it up. It's and so I went back online. onto YouTube and I watched <laughs> I watch golfing. Watch? I watch golfing videos for some reason. I don't even. I don't even golf. But
0: well, you'd rather watch that than film.
1: Yeah, I've seen more golfing <laughs> videos than I've seen of Janice films. Hell yeah! And it's like upsetting because I don't golf. I have no interest in it. It's just there's something about it. But that, one
0: day your talent will be needed in the golf community, and you'll be there to shine.
1: I guarantee you, it will not. But I'll be there.
0: <laughs> there will be so. some golf related emergency, and you'll be called on. And you'd be like, I'm here. I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, uh,
1: I know the jargon for some reason. <laughs> I know what a bumped, um, bump and run is. Um, Let me
0: translate these guys for you normal people. <laughs> I also
1: I talked to Alex recently about my blind spots in movies, uh-huh. too. Like, I've never seen Raging Bull. I've never seen Psycho, Casablanca. Mm. Um, I've never seen Barry Lyndon. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a Kubrick man yeah um, I've
0: seen some of these uh Alex roasted me because I didn't like Barry Lyndon but I don't yeah. know I did watch it <laughs> yeah
1: I mean I have I have a I have a sickness where I don't really like movies that take place earlier than 1950 mm-hmm. and I don't know why that is I just like my yeah, I brain think that's doesn't fair. enjoy that I don't know
0: why. they don't have tvs <laughs>
1: I guess so. I'm a TV nut. <laughs> there
0: you go. What are they doing all day? They got no TV. They're not online. No phones.
1: Yeah. So, These people are
0: boring.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I don't. So, so they doing
0: riding horses. <laughs> I
1: know. So when I like went through all of his films, I, I go. I think I'm gonna skip this one. And I, yeah, and I, I haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've only more recently started diving into like older films like that too. I think. But I started with weird yeah, shit. Yeah,
1: I, I just assume that you've seen everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, I I've mean, i
0: seen older weird shit.
1: <laughs> the amount of short films that you see is...
0: Yeah. You got I do problem. watch a lot of shorts.
1: <laughs> no <laughs>
0: well, one... I've been doing... <laughs> no, no one watches them. No
1: one enjoys them.
0: <laughs> just me. I love them. Can't get enough of the stuff. <laughs> That's great. I, I really appreciate... I'm watching shorts all day. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I've been doing a short film challenge for two years. Where I watch a sh- short every day, but I usually end up watching more than one.
1: Where every do you, day. so? Where do you go? Where's, what's like the what's where? Do, where do you find these things?
0: I mean, it's like anything. Where once you start finding them, you keep finding more. You know, yeah. Um, it's like you know when you find a cool comedian, you go to their show. Now you found a couple more, and you keep going. You know,
1: yeah. um, so
0: you kind of you find some, you start finding more. But um, I'll say it started for me with when I did Relaxer for the podcast. Have you seen Relaxer with Andre? Yeah, yeah. so I was doing uh, research for that film, and a lot of the people who worked on that film also had short films, including Andre Highland, and um, I loved him. I don't know, so I just kept going from there. I mean, that's a great place to start, yeah. Andre's the one who told me about your shorts, actually. (laughs)
1: Oh, that's what's up. That's really nice of him. (laughs) He also Um, told me about
0: Squirrel and got me into Alex's films, so.
1: That's really cool. Yeah, that's a great place to start, because his shorts are, like, actually actually short and they're very good
0: Mm -hmm. and so well his newer ones are um, i mean he has like old shorts he's been making shorts since like 1999
1: oh yeah i guess i don't really see those as shorts like when i when mm -hmm. i think of shorts i think of like a more something that
0: got into sundance and if it didn't then it doesn't count
1: something that didn't get yeah exactly (laughs) those are my criteria um And Uh (laughs) I go, did this get into uh, Sundance? They go, no. And I go, well, that's not a short. No. Um,
0: Put this on YouTube. This is a YouTube video.
1: (laughs) That's a YouTube video. I watch that with my golf videos. Okay. (laughs) Um, yeah (laughs) but yeah no he has like he has Mm -hmm. a whole i went to a a thrift store one day and in hollywood and one of his dvds was in the um dvd section really and um yeah and then i was like oh this is funny i i like Mm -hmm. sent him a picture of it the blonde chili dvds yeah and then i just watched it and he had like so much stuff on there (laughs) yeah
0: and he has Uh, a ton of them yeah yeah so that's kind of where my like shorts uh i don't know interest started i guess but then you know you just find more stuff. I watched stuff on No Budge or classic. I'll just be looking up people's like IMDb's, <laughs> and yeah. just like adding everything they've done to my watch list. I don't know if I find somebody cool in something, yeah, I'll just go through what have they been in That's and uh, add it to my list. And then you can spread out that way. Do
1: you have Do you have a uh, in your head the best short you've ever seen?
0: Hmm, I would say. The best short I've ever seen. I have some favorites. I have like a list of favorites. I don't know if I have a best short I've ever seen. I think earache is like a perfect short. Alex's short.
1: I was supposed to edit that, and I started editing it, and I gave up on it, and I I said <laughs> you got to give this to someone else. And I it's not because <laughs> it's not because I didn't like it. It's because I hate I hate working, and I hate doing favors. <laughs> <laughs> so it turned out great, and I was like, "That that's not thanks to me.
0: <laughs> I was looking because I, uh, I made a list of the best ones that I watched last year, so I was looking to find it real quick. Mm-hmm. License and Registration, Jackson Easinga short I love.
1: Never heard of um, it, never seen it, but I would like to look into it.
0: Business, Katie Skelton, great short. Um, Crown Prince, uh, Sammy Birch, Alex Mechanic, great short. Assholes by Johnny Look, love that short. Slapper by Lucy Schroeder, love that. Cool Dad, Alex's thing.
1: <laughs> you should really, you should start get, you should start giving out awards. Is what I. <laughs> I mean, there's no one really else out there that is, can do. I, I, I think No Budge, and of course like Vimeo does it, but I think we just need one more outlet.
0: Yeah, one more just a uh, little freak with no stakes, um, no stake in the game. <laughs> but
1: I will no, no, no! I guarantee if you give someone an award, they they will, it will be a prized possession. You think so? Because <laughs> no one watches these shorts except for you and four except other people, and you actually really do enjoy them, and you see like I the do. potential in them. And so, yeah. I think people would enjoy a. Um, a award ceremony that you put people on. seem
0: to be really happy if I just tag them on Instagram.
1: <laughs> no, because it feels because you work so hard on these dumb little things, <laughs> and yeah. no one watches them because not every because people that's not what people do. That's just mm-hmm. we're not on the we're not put on earth to watch shorts. And so anytime <laughs> people show any enjoyment, um, mm-hmm. it's like very gratifying, and and it's also and it also does a lot of harm because you're because no one should be making shorts. You shouldn't be. <laughs> Shouldn't be doing this. You think
0: end shorts?
1: I say end shorts. Everyone <laughs> yeah. needs to make a feature. Um, You're
0: anti shorts. Now that you made one feature,
1: <laughs> yeah, I made one feature because someone called me and offered me money. It's like not that easy. I'm like, a, I'm basically a spoiled brat when it comes to a feature. <laughs>
0: Now your features from here on out. You're, you're over shorts. Shorts yeah, guys, you, losers. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll be making a short within a month. I it's guarantee like make it. a
0: feature already, dumbass. <laughs>
1: and then two months, I guarantee, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on a set making a short. And I go, you I just re- did. I really <laughs> it's come out. I really <laughs> hope Screen Vomit says something about this.
0: I will. You can think if you're out there making a short and you're like. Who's this for? Nobody's going to watch this. And you can go scream vomit. Kayla's going to watch this.
1: That's what's up.
0: Because <laughs> I will be. Um, guaranteed. <laughs> All right. 40 minutes into recording, should we talk about the Yeah, movies? yeah, go
1: for it. And this movie's really long. It's really confusing.
0: Um, <laughs> We're going to be here all day. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I did want to ask you also, like, if you're a big PTA head, big Paul Thomas Anderson head, what's your relationship with his films?
1: Um, I came, I kind of came or have you into, seen them? I've seen them all and I think mm-hmm. I came into it kind of late. I I have I, Once I moved to LA, like, I've already seen Punch Drunk Love in high mm-hmm. school, and I really enjoyed it, but I never, like, care to look up, like, the director and see if he had other films. I just mm. kind of enjoyed it for what it was. My brother worked at a, a video store, and so he would, like, bring movies. And so the two movies that he brought home that was, like, very impactful to me was Punch Drunk Love and uh, Pink Flamingo. Mm. So... I kind of I watched that, and then later I saw all of his other stuff, and they're really good. I mean, he's just like you know Quentin Tarantino. There's a certain like there's a there's a certain level of quality that you can expect from him that's fun and mm-hmm. um, great, and so it's just like cool to see his movies. Yeah, um, I, I'm not like a fanatic or anything about him. I just like you know he makes really good movies, and they're mm-hmm. very fun to watch. Some I really respond to like inherent vice and some I don't really respond to that well like uh, Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. Even though I recognize that they're all like really good. And and I'm I'm having a I'm thinking that I watched Licorice Licorice Pizza Two. And I left the screen and going, yeah, that's pretty – that's, you know, it's great. It's a fine Mm -hmm. movie. Making me think maybe this is another one of those movies that I might really enjoy. Off my second watch? Yeah, I might watch that movie again even though I shouldn't because there's like 4,000 movies I need to see. (laughs) I can't be watching fucking broadcast (laughs) news every day. I need to move on. I need to – but,
0: yeah, okay. expand your horizons. Yeah, but
1: so I'm not like I'm a I'm, I am I really like his movies, but, but because you're like, not a every, freak about it, everyone just, loves his movies. Yeah. It's like I mean I'm not there's nothing. If it's weird out, you're here. gonna go see it. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone saying they like David Lynch <laughs> at this point. Like who cares?
0: Uh-huh. You're not a PTA pervert. You just mm. are kind of into it. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> you just like to watch.
1: <laughs> oh, imagine! Oh, I really like Woody Allen movies, and I imagine being I'm a Woody Allen pervert. Ew. <laughs>
0: Yeah, don't say that again. <laughs> but I will be clipping that. Um, oh, no, for sure.
1: On. I don't care. Yeah. Go for it. I mean, I'll run it by my lawyer, too. So,
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, just for clearance. <laughs> so you can't sue me on that. Right. Um, I have verbal permission. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> this film, much like uh, I think most of his films, has a crazy cast. I mean, every celeb's in here. Joaquin Phoenix, Owen Wilson, Reese Witherspoon, I don't know, et cetera. Josh Brolin, Maya Rudolph, it goes on. Martin Short, Jenna Malone.
1: Yeah, Martin Short was a... That's a great... I mean, it's a great cast. I mean, it's like... It's yeah. weird seeing these people. We're like, wait, Martin Short is in this?
0: When did this <laughs> yeah. happen? Every time we turn the corner, is another celeb. Yeah. Also, the score for this film, done by Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead, famously... And this is a very random credit, but I think it's random. The colorist for this film, Costas Theodosiou, also did color for Hardcore Henry, which is the film I did with Bud on the podcast. <laughs> oh,
1: really? Is that the GoPro so, movie where they? Yeah, uh
0: huh. And it's like a Russian indie film, so it's like so random that they share a colorist. <laughs> that's great. All right. And critic scores for this film: we have seventy three percent on Rotten Tomatoes and eighty one from Google users. So that's like a pretty good C. A pretty good C movie, B minus. I think I
1: think C movies are. I think C movies are the best movies now. Yeah. Sometimes these ten out of ten movies just are. They're fine, but <laughs> give me a C movie. You don't Those,
0: recommend ten out of ten movies. That's actually a non-recommend for you.
1: 10, 10 out of ten movies are movies that you like, and then you leave the theater, and you never think about it ever again.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, but these C movies really stick with you. Yeah. Or, some, or sometimes they're they
0: growers don't. not showers mm-hmm,
1: exactly uh-huh. that's hell my yeah. that's my new that's my new hot take that i'm dishing out everywhere i go
0: <laughs> so when people go back to listen to your podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll know what the real truth is that's <laughs> when right. you rate every movie 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. hell yeah <laughs> all right getting into this film all right. Where, okay. When
1: when when was the first time that you saw this movie? Uh,
0: last week. <laughs>
1: okay. Cool. So this is like. Yeah. You, okay. I
0: right. had not seen this until you selected it and That's made me do it. I really enjoy
1: that. <laughs> That's the case.
0: I actually owned it on DVD though. I randomly um there's like a used or like a resell DVD place near my house that has like mm-hmm. resell video games and stuff too, and um they had like a buy three get six free thing going on with dvds what is going on with the st- wacko store i don't know man but i got nine dvds for like six bucks um, yeah
1: and it Buy and anyway, seven get one. nine come yeah. on in
0: <laughs> i think they just have so many dvds and they're like people are not buying this shit we gotta unload this yeah because um, it's mostly crap but anyway so i randomly just owned this on dvd already <laughs> <laughs> and been meaning to watch it. Uh, so yeah, this was my first view. I actually watched it twice now. I watched it again yesterday.
1: Wow. Um, is is that just to get a better grip of what the hell you just saw?
0: Yeah. Well, um, so one of my toxic traits is if a movie's over two hours, I struggle uh, because it just feels so long to me. Yeah. So not only do I struggle, but then I'll pause it a bunch and then I actually make it take like 10 hours
1: <laughs> yeah me and me and my wife saw the worst person in the world and mm-hmm. that was like it It was hard for us it mm-hmm. was a struggle even though you like, watch that at home um yeah because i stole the damn yeah. thing and, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: um Ooh, cops fuck off don't it's fine i no, no. i want
1: i like when people just you could steal whatever if if yeah if enough people are talking about it it's fine
0: um, if enough people steal, it's no longer a crime. Yeah, it's no I only, think that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah.
1: and mm-hmm. so, which and whenever my movie comes out online, please steal it. It's like who cares? <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, so you stole but, it and you struggled. Well, it's just yeah, we just like. It wasn't struggled because it was a bad movie or anything. We struggled just because our attention spans have just been poisoned mm-hmm. by YouTube.
0: And going in, you knew it had a longer runtime. Yeah. And so also, you, my you just know you have that ahead of you.
1: <laughs> and also, my wife didn't like it, and so.
0: <laughs> really? Did you yeah. like it?
1: I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, mm. Whitney um, said it was. She. I mean, she enjoyed it. She like. She recognizes it. It's like one of those classic movies where um enough people say it's their favorite movie they've ever seen and you you kind of want to go calm down and then you watch yeah. it and you want to hate it because of how everyone mm. mm-hmm. has been talking about it um yeah. but she had like she it, it was like to her she saw it as like a clear male fantasy type movie which i mm. definitely see it as like you know it takes you know you getting cancer for a girl to come back and like uh, finally see all the qualities about you that are whatever yeah. Um. Um. And so she was like, uh, she was annoyed by it. Yeah. And she also is not a big fan of like big flashy filmmaking, where it's mm-hmm. just like you use like these little, cute little tricks. She said it reminded her of um uh Five Hundred Days of Summer. Mm. I haven't um, seen
0: that film, but I'm familiar with it. That type uh, of like false. style. <laughs> and so
1: yeah, which so when she said that, I'm like, I get it. But I also yeah. I enjoyed it. It's it's good. I
0: loved the movie, but I saw it in theaters too, so it's kind of a different experience. Time pass is different in theaters. Huh? To
1: me, if it, if the movie was a C, I'd be loving it right now. <laughs> but I'm just a I'm a toxic um, contrarian.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. So yeah, the first time I watched this film, which is what is it like two hours and forty minutes or something? Yeah. That's a guess. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, I just was. Uh, not into the runtime and then it gets like so boggled it gets really boggled with details and characters and just a lot coming in yeah that uh I struggled with it the first time so I had to I watched it the second time I was like doing stuff and had it on so it was less of like a me having to pay like full attention to it, and I, I, it was easier for me that time,
1: <laughs> right? Okay, now what do you, what grade do you give it? I think this is too early in the podcast, uh, to do it's this, too but, early. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so let's just like, I'm gonna save that for later.
0: <laughs> you gotta save that for the end, okay, okay. um, but because also I think, um, the discussion has potential to sway, okay, cool, cool always cool, cool, cool. Is, is what I always go, I go in with an open mind, yeah. All right, so this film is. Based on a book by Thomas Pynchon. Um, so PTA actually adapted the book into the screenplay by typing it up word for word and then chopping it down from there, which seems psycho, but I respect. Wait,
1: well, he typed the. <laughs> wait, wait, did he just, like he transcribed the book?
0: Uh huh. Yeah. That's
1: interesting. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm sure he did that so he can say that in an interview. But sure.
0: <laughs> I guess I don't. So I'm not a reader. All right. In 2022, are we reading? Like, not. No, Not no, really. we're watching golf on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we're busy watching short films and golf. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm no reader. I claim no knowledge of Thomas Pynchon's like. Legacy or whatever but just based on like what I've read online um, because I do go online <laughs> mm-hmm. it seems like he has quite a big following like people really are fans of his work and he has this like psycho style that I don't know people really dig and PTA is like his biggest fan um, this is his third novel that he's tried to turn into a film the only one he's done successfully right I know that uh, bookheads had a big reaction. To this, oh those Be, sickos, those sickos. <laughs> so, like, are we listening to them? I don't know. No. <laughs> are we taking their word? No.
1: <laughs> so, what do they, what do they think? I'm curious because I'm not a book guy either. I know I know about like his books. books. books and whatever and like his style um as as Uh, much as i can like gain from a wikipedia article but
0: yeah so just from what i've read his books seem like they're so like over the top and just have like a million things going on they're really like trippy and wild and crazy and bookheads didn't seem to think that this movie was quite over the top enough like it didn't go that crazy where his books are so psycho
1: like it felt Um, like the movie made sense and and they they got this is making sense, and I'm pissed off, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> yeah. I mean, because for as much as I struggled with uh how many characters and how many details in every character there is in this film, um and each of them having a psychotic name too, yeah. um I guess there are like dozens more in the book version, so there's like even way more in that, and it's even harder to follow, so I don't know, but. Anyway, this was based on that book. (laughs) Yeah, There's also a rumor that the author made a cameo somewhere in the film, but nobody will say where.
1: Yeah, he's like a classic weirdo where he hasn't, there's like no photos of him. He's kind of like Terrence Malick, even though Terrence Malick does have that one photo of him.
0: He hasn't Um, been photographed since the 1950s. Is what I read. I mean, until he somewhere appeared in this film. <laughs> that's great. I
1: mean, th- all that is fun. The Stuff like that, to me, is really mm-hmm. fun to know. And it's yeah. like part of the uh, experience. And I, I do, it, even though I would like to make fun of that, stuff mm-hmm. like that, I do enjoy.
0: You respect it.
1: That type of, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That type like of weirdo. That's
1: interesting. That's weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like Never having a picture of yourself for like your entire life, basically. That just I mean, seems wild.
1: Yeah, I guess like what he mainly I guess what he's really saying is there's no press photos of him. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I'm curious. Yeah. It's like it's like st- conversations like this make me like maybe Maybe I'll sit down and like crack one of his books cuz I have like most I have a lot of his books out here. And I don't mm. know I don't know. I have like Gravity's Rainbow. I have You
0: own his books.
1: I own his books. I own mm. like I own like a lot of Philip Roth. I own a lot so of books. So
0: you're a bookhead.
1: And I will tell you I'll tell you <laughs> You've what,
0: been a closet bookhead no, no, this whole I'll time. I'll tell you
1: one little fun little <laughs> secret about me. I haven't read a single one of these stickers. <laughs> and I don't I don't I love buying books and I yeah. love and I sit down and I read the first chapter and I'm like what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I <know. laughs> this is painful. This like hurts me. It physically it hurts sucks. me to read this.
0: Were you ever a reader? Like no, were you a reader in high reader. school or anything? No. Nope. Mm. I was a huge reader in school. Like I would read like multiple books per day. I was like obsessed with the stuff. And somewhere along the line, I don't know, I lost some brain cells in there somewhere and can't do it anymore.
1: At least you I had that do experience it. once. I mean, I okay, so one the one experience I've had with reading a book was You read the, one book. I've read one book. Well <laughs> uh-huh. I've read I've read Old Man on the Sea. Um, for I didn't hold that knowledge in my head for mm-hmm. high school that's like one book I got away I never
0: with. read any book that was assigned to me in class even though I was reading four or five books per day I,
1: I had the exact <laughs> I same could experience not read anything
0: that was assigned to me <laughs> I had the exact
1: same experience but while you were reading other books outside of that I wasn't reading mm-hmm. a damn thing mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I was just never reading um but I heard Charlie Co- Kaufman was like adapting a book and I'm like All right. I'm curious because I feel like if he likes this book so much, I would Mm. like to read it too. And it just so happened the book was like really short. So something happened to where I finished the damn thing and I really Mm. enjoyed the experience. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this again. And I've started it many times. And
0: you haven't done a book to completion.
1: No, I think the one that I've got the closest to completing was my year of rest and relaxation I think Mm. I got like two-thirds of the way through and I just stopped I don't know why there's nothing about the book (laughs) that made me disinterested I'm like interested in the book and but I have so many more books that I've just like I don't know what I don't know what the hell is wrong with me I don't know why I'm still buying the damn things
0: (laughs) sometimes they're interesting I buy a book every now and again I bought John Lurie's autobiography but I don't know. I I I don't really I don't read anything. But you know what's interesting is the I think the same effects that you can have from reading a lot of books, you can also get from watching a lot of movies. Like when I used to read a lot, like suddenly you find yourself like using bigger words and you're like, "Where where did that word come I, out of I, my mouth?" I
1: cannot do that. That, you can't relate because that's, you didn't no, no.
0: read. That's a, no, no. I
1: have the temptation to say big words a lot mm-hmm. of the times. Yeah, and it does a nothing chicken? but it does nothing but backfire on me. <laughs> they go, "What did you just say?" And how did you use it? I go, "I don't know. I'm just trying to branch out here."
0: Then you get shy and you don't commit.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then that's going to flop. You have to commit. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I think I'm, I'm gun shy now. Oh, okay. When I find a new interesting big word that I want to break out.
0: <laughs> you say, no, no, no. I'll stay don't dummy.
1: right did we learn last time you did
0: this? <laughs> but I think, yeah, so I would have that experience. Like if I'm reading a lot of books, all of a sudden I'm using these big ass words and I'm sounding all smart. Um, but I think if I watch a lot of challenging films, the same thing happens to me. And I find that interesting. I think people sell films short. They act like um, watching a lot of TV like rots your brain. But I think it can have the opposite effect, actually.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I've had effect of like reading something and being like being entertained in a way where I'm like, I can't replicate this feeling anywhere Mm -hmm. else. not even like audio form. It's like such a personal experience. And it's Mm -hmm. like something that I really admire. But like, I'm just like, I'm my brain is just poison with Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I read really a couple wish
0: the lines go on Instagram. <laughs> I really wish the internet
1: would go out for just a day, please. I would yeah. be so much smarter in with those
0: 12 mm. hours. Not me. I can't handle it. <laughs> so this film is set in the year 1970 in the fictional town of Gordita Beach, California, um which is modeled after Manhattan Beach in uh South Bay area of LA, Los mm-hmm. Angeles County, where the author lived from 1969 to 1970. So
1: And I feel like the movie did replicate pretty well of like that era. Yeah, it just like mm-hmm. it felt like, you know, like cuz when you go to, I I've gone to the area where they filmed the where his house is. Mm-hmm. And if you look, there's a shot where it goes like straight down the alley to the water and you can see mm-hmm. his place to left and the right. It looks just like that still and then you look just an inch to your left and it just there's a condo like a brand new condo mm-hmm. and like a uh, zoomies so it's or perfectly something. perfectly
0: framed to only get the retro shit in there. Yeah. Or the new stuff was edited out. We'll never know. <laughs> oh yeah, there
1: is like there's a place like in downtown where when he's walking to the police station and he gets bumped into the police and he falls on the ground, it pans mm-hmm. over um, and then comes back, and I'm like, I know where that is, but if you pan to the right, that's not what you see. And it turns out it was all um, CGI.
0: Wow. You
1: you watch a movie, and you don't know that most movies you see now are basically just Pixar movies, and you just don't know.
0: I think that rips. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they call movie magic.
1: Exactly. That's where it comes <laughs> from.
0: Uh, I have respect for movie magicians. MPTA mm-hmm. loves a 70s flick, too. This, yeah. What is this, like a... Well, now he has three or four of them uh, in his bag, obsessed with stuff. Yeah,
1: and, stuff. and it, I, I think I looked it up one time, and it, it, he was like a little kid in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So
0: I saw some review on this movie that was like, "I'm old, and my parents were around this age in the seventies, and they're dead. So who's this movie for?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everyone who was this age in the seventies is dead. So. Yeah, it's just for people who uh, are 70s perverts. (laughs) I feel
1: like it's like me making a movie about the 90s. Like technically I did live in the 90s, but I have no real memory of it, of like what was really going on.
0: But we we collect a little bit of the culture.
1: I guess so. I I guess I did go to every Nirvana show as a kid. And and I did vote for Bob Dole, so as a kid.
0: (laughs) As a kid, yeah. You you were one of those um, fake votes that they warned you about
1: mm-hmm uh, that was me
0: hell yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm
1: here for bob dole ma'am
0: <laughs> she goes step right up <laughs> um, <laughs> all right so this is also narrated by rocker joanna newsome but this is her feature debut she'd never oh, been in really? a film before yeah
1: she's incredible in this movie
0: she rocks and i think her whole look just like fits the film and i love her voice her speaking voice it's, it has interesting character to it yeah i guess this was written the, the narration of it uh, or at least the part of the narrator, whatever, was written for her, because PTA also was a pervert for her voice.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a pervert for a lot of girls, and it Hell yeah. and it's great for movies.
0: Relatable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, as a Woody Allen pervert, I
0: yeah, <laughs> you are also a pervert for girls. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> her narration in the film also was. Basically verbatim excerpts from the book too. So, and having her do this narration, um, they were able to preserve patches of the book. So, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Joanna Newsom also famously married to Andy Samberg, um, who has a supporting role in your film. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's true. He, so. he doesn't. He doesn't know that yet, but that's. True.
0: <laughs> Do you think he doesn't know?
1: (laughs) No, he doesn't know. I guarantee. I guarantee he doesn't know and I guarantee he probably will never know.
0: You never know. It could have made its way. (laughs) It'll be worth it. If it did,
1: I don't know about it, so.
0: Let's talk about Joaquin's character. He's like a PI, big ass stoner. He's got big ass sideburns. I guess the way he looks was inspired by a pic of Neil Young from 1970. This
1: all checks um, out, yeah. He
0: does a lot of smoking.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm i a big fan of seeing someone smoke a cig in a movie. I don't know why that is. Yeah? <laughs> I'm a fan, yeah. It's very cinematic.
0: There's a lot of like, um, slow motion smoke blowing in a billowy way where it's like translating on film in this. Right. Like when you see people who are obsessed with vaping. And they do lots of clouds.
1: God, I have a photo on my Instagram. I mean, if anyone's interested, I went to San Francisco (laughs) one time, and a guy blew uh, some smoke at the pier. So big, I go, "You fit that? You fit all that in your body?"
0: (laughs) He said, "Where'd that come out of? (laughs) Where'd that come from? (laughs) (laughs) Did you replace your blood with smoke?" Yeah, I think did. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah. So I guess the mystery begins when Joaquin's ex-girlfriend comes by his house. Her name is Shasta Faye, famously two sodas, right?
2: hmm exactly. Shasta
0: Soda and Fago. She has a rich, famous boyfriend who's a real estate mogul named Wolfman. He's married, and his wife also has a boyfriend, and... The two of them are trying to get him committed to a loony bin and take his money. Is what we think at first, right? Mm-hmm. So she's coming to him for help.
1: I, do, I also I will. I'm going to step in real quick. Yeah. I do not envy this job that you're about to partake in.
0: <laughs> Breaking this, this down.
1: <laughs> Breaking down this movie. I mean, you could speed it up if you like to. Don't. I've feel... skipped
0: some parts in my notes. <laughs> okay, good. Th- there's a lot of details. We got to do a little mo- setup. <laughs> there's a lot yeah.
1: of detail in this movie, but mm-hmm. I would I would say.
0: At a certain point, the details It don't, don't. matter. It don't yeah.
1: matter. But go on, go on. Don't I leave, think that's leave kind
0: leave. of what PTA leaned into too. Yeah. That the details don't matter. He said he doesn't expect you to keep to keep everything together, to piece everything together. Um, and that like he was inspired by older noirs. Like the big sleep was one that I read. Yeah. That he said that, that movie specifically made him realize he couldn't follow any of it and it didn't matter.
1: <laughs> right. Well, you know, I think the way, okay, so like I think he did grab big inspiration from like Noirs and th- Thomas Pynchon. And, mm-hmm. But I, I really do think that a big source of inspiration, and I'm just making this up for my brain, but it, do, it mm-hmm. has to be true, is that there has to be huge inspiration from The Big Lebowski, which is also mm-hmm. a take on the L.A. Noir, but done through a stoner protagonist fa- that falls into a storyline that becomes really convoluted Oh, there's a word that I shouldn't be
0: saying too big. No, I think you did a good job with that. Thank
1: you so much. Um, (laughs) That is meant to confuse him. And and it all builds and it all makes sense in because it deals with a character that is going through a stoner haze. Mm -hmm. And the haze that they're talking about in this movie is like the 70s haze of just like conspiracy and just untrust and... And also drug-fueled. This is drug right fueled.
0: post uh, the Manson stuff. They mention that a lot in this movie. So there's a lot of, yeah, mistrust from the government towards people. They think everybody's a cult. There's a lot of drugs going on. There's a lot of informants. This was, like, around red scares and stuff. Like, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on right. at this but point in time.
1: Have you seen Big Lebowski?
0: Yes, I have. No, I agree. That's a great um, observation, too. And I wouldn't have thought about that on my own. But now that you mention it, yeah. I, I don't know if right. he's
1: ever. I, don't, I think he's probably has mentioned it before, but it's like I'm a huge fan of the Big Lebowski, so it was mm-hmm. like inescapable watching it.
0: I haven't seen it in a while, and it's not a movie I think of that often. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it didn't come to me like that. But I think that that's a great observation. Yeah, you thank you can't think it deny- so much.
1: <laughs> that's the, well, that's the only good observation I'm gonna really. <laughs> dish out here.
0: No, you have opinions. <laughs> Thank you. I think at this beginning part when when Shasta's in the house and everything, I was having a lot of trouble understanding what they were saying. I had to turn on the damn subtitles here. Yep. They're like whispering, they're not enunciating. This was a full-on subtitle last movie.
1: I had friends that saw an early screening of this in a uh, theater at a hotel in downtown LA and the the hotel screening did not have great sound Mm. and they were like i really enjoyed the movie but i don't know what the hell people (laughs) were saying half the time and i was like well that theater must suck and then i saw the movie and i go oh no no this is this is part of the experience yeah
0: it's part of it that you have to turn on the subtitles (laughs) Mm -hmm. another thing that happens early in the film for him is that he was told to get over his ex he needs to change his hair the changes hair to change his life, um, and he does a little perm. So he comes out with gorgeous curly hair. And um, famously, doing something silly to your hair early in a movie is also yep. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: it's a great it's a great device. It it ruins this <laughs> it ruins the filming of the movie because sometimes you have to jump back and forth and you have a different haircut and hair color.
0: <laughs> but he just did a curl, which was probably much easier. Maybe you should have done a perm instead.
1: Oh, that would have been way harder because <laughs> I had I had a. I had a I think
0: looking at your face with a perm in your hair, uh, that would just be the funniest thing I've ever seen. I think
1: I would do that for <laughs> the next movie, as long as I, it's a perm the whole time. So I don't have to go back and refilm something. But yeah, making yourself feel, look really stupid really makes you, it helps with acting. Because it really just like, there's no vanity at that point.
0: You're already a goofy, so you're not worried mm-hmm. about anything else. Yeah, yeah, that rocks, And it? He looked cute with his little perm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the deal with his workplace?
1: Oh, yeah, that little doctor's office.
0: Yeah, it's like a doctor's office that he has like a PI office office out of I guess
1: yeah I mean it it it, it looks cool it's all great I mean it's like I at this point I'm not questioning anything I'm just going <laughs> in with the assumption of like wouldn't it be weird if we did this and that's how deep it goes
2: <laughs> this is
1: why I really enjoy the movie because like sometimes I watch a movie and I kind of get lost in the plot mm-hmm. but here I know that like confusion is part of the experience so I kind of let myself go and I kind of like switch my brain off a little bit and then I just like I just I I kind of hop on the movie's wavelength, and I mm-hmm. I kind of just take it for a ride, and not worry about like, wait, what name did he say, and what, who is he deal talking to, and why does yeah. it matter?
0: So you stopped caring early on, and you were just I yeah
1: I embrace the confusion, and I turn off my brain, and I start you were drooling.
0: drooling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening is I was trying. To follow it, <laughs>
1: that's that's a rookie mistake.
0: That's my rookie mistake. I fucked up. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you actually have the um, smarter brain because you just turn it off.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Because the first time I watched it, I try to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I try to watch it. I try to, you yeah. know, and I go, "This is a real C movie," and I walked out.
0: If I wasn't doing this for the podcast, I wonder if my if I would have approached it differently. Just because since I'm since I am doing it for the podcast, I feel like I need to um take note of everything remember everything you know yeah
1: i don't think you fully have seen the movie yet i will say <laughs> i think one one day it will one somehow more. it will somehow be on and you'll just be like oh my phone died i guess i'll just watch this again and then you'll fully get the real experience
0: okay okay <laughs> um,
1: and you'll be like why am i drooling all over the place <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I, um, yeah, I haven't seen the movie yet, uh, apparently, but um, one day I will. Until then, I'll try and talk about what I think the movie was. Exactly. <laughs> Maya Rudolph also playing the secretary in his little office. Uh, Maya Rudolph famously PTA's life partner, mm-hmm. and this is their first film collab. Oh, yeah, that
1: is true. Yeah. And in
0: one of the scenes with Maya Rudolph, one of her mom's songs can be heard playing in the background. Which Yeah,
1: is which is a great fun. song.
0: Lay Fleur" by Minnie Riperton. Mm-hmm. In the search for this man Joaquin Doc, his name's Doc in the film yeah. <laughs> I'm not great at keeping up with character names I'm um, not
1: either. I, that's the one thing that like I can re w- watch a movie and then have talk about it with my friends, and they would say their name and I go well, I, don't, I
0: don't I don't know remember you're these, talking about when remember you these do guy's names, names. I There's know so they... many psycho names in this film too yeah. over time like they just get really crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, he goes to the old this ex-convict's old gang turf and it's just this trailer in like the middle of the desert basically.
1: A de- it's like a, a development zone like a, it's a it feels like a zone that's about to have a ton of like like a suburban sprawl it's a mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of things about this and it, and it also has like those like um, banners or flags that you would see in a used car dealership. Mm, all around yeah. it but yeah, yeah. yeah so it has like that eerie feel of like familiarity between like um like oh this is like a development but it's also a sex house or classically <laughs> that's what they're called they're called sex houses
0: sex house um, <laughs> with just two ladies inside yes
1: and a person with a bat
0: oh yeah and a person with a bat uh who whops Joaquin on the head <laughs> gives mm-hmm. him a little bop and when he wakes up from the bop uh he's next to a dead body on the ground and that's when we meet bigfoot that's Josh Brolin's character.
1: Yeah, a great character and the most con- this this is like the movie is very confusing, but his mm-hmm. like involvement in the movie is the most confusing or the most I get confused cuz how it evolves, I guess you'll find out.
0: Um what what makes you think that? Or why because do you say he, that?
1: Because he has like he has a character arc and he hasn't an, he's like an actor, but he's also a a policeman. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I can never I forgot get, of his
0: actor backstory. <laughs> I can never get his
1: backstory straight, or his history, or like where he is in his career, or like what he's like. And like at the end, he has something happens, and I, yeah. I that arc of him, I don't follow. I've never been able to follow completely. Um, it's I, like they I guess give us
0: a little bit of backstory, but not enough to where we feel solidly grounded in it. Yeah, which um, is like the whole this to where is like it's just confusing. Yeah. What
1: the that's exactly <laughs> enough. Like the movie its job is to give you enough information to lead you to some obvious questions that will never get answered. So you like yeah. your brain starts creating this fog of like confusion mm-hmm. which is supposed to be mirroring the protagonist's confusion too. So I mean it's a great device. So you're but-
0: supposed to feel like you're fucked up on drugs and and while you're watching this,
1: and they use the by and they do that to you by just giving you weird information that leads by purposely
0: nowhere. making you confused,
1: which which is why people <laughs> don't enjoy this movie because they just like uh, this movie is very confusing and they go, Well, yeah, but you're supposed to feel that confusion. So mm-hmm. you, you feel you're basically watching this movie in 4D, the protagonist <laughs> is confused, and so are you,
0: yeah, but he stays. A little sharp throughout it. I mean, he still is, like, put, piecing together clues. He's uh, taking the yarn from this side to that side. You that know? is true, yeah. Sometimes I felt like I wasn't taking the yarn from this side to that side. Yeah,
1: that is a little weird, <laughs> the disconnect there between, like, you're not fully getting it. But for some reason, most of the movie, it does feel like Doc kind of has, like, a grasp. Like, he, yeah. he he's following a lead, and mm-hmm. but it's like...
0: Wh- he's one where? of those high-functioning drug heads. That's right. I guess I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just the whole look of uh, this Bigfoot character is great. He looks like a GI Joe. Mm-hmm. He has that that ultra flat top, incredible, and he has like the painful backstory too, where like his partner, his cop partner, was murdered. Somehow, mm-hmm. his story is like his cop partner was murdered. Also, he's an actor. Also, now he's just an asshole cop uh, who has like some kind of. Tom and Jerry thing going with Doc.
1: When do we first see him? Do you remember? Do we first see him when he's Bigfoot? doing? Yeah. Do we first see him where he we see him in the cop lineup outside of that little the sex house, or do we see him for the first time in the commercial where he's wearing the the fake um, wig?
0: Ooh, um, I believe the com- wait the commercial in the fake wig is not the cop, is it? I thought that was. Is it the cop?
1: I think it's the cop. For some
0: reason, I thought that that was Wolfman.
1: I don't even remember. I think I, that I'm I am so, wrong. I'm, I'm so confused. <laughs> and that means that that means I'm now thinking that I am me.
0: wrong and that you are correct. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: that's the first time that you see him. Or yeah, if it's not the first time, that it's definitely really... happens
0: before the lineup thing.
1: Okay, then so yeah, that so when you see him as a cop, you're like. The guy from the
0: TV commercial? What is going on? (laughs) Well, I clearly didn't even realize it was the same person. Well, because when he's in the commercial, too, he has like a huge afro on. Yeah. He's basically doing blackface. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And does he have like uh, big shades on, too, in the commercial?
1: I don't remember. But he puts no, he talks the exact same throughout, though. Mm -hmm. He doesn't put on a voice or anything.
0: In the commercial?
1: Yeah, he he just says like words like groovy or something, mm, but he yeah. has the same like...
0: You're right. The voice is the same, but the, the lingo might be a little different. Yeah. yeah. I guess uh, Jim Carrey was also considered for the role of <laughs> Bigfoot, which could have been an interesting choice. Yeah. He basically is the same character as uh, one of his guys in Me, Myself, and Irene, right? <laughs> Isn't one I of those guess guys? so, but like, <laughs> he, I
1: don't think he can like get across the sternness of like, like in mm-hmm. Me, Myself, and Irene, he's like really stern and like um, mm-hmm. angry, but it still is silly, It feels silly. So I don't know, yeah, yeah I don't know if I would have. I, I loved Jim Carrey. I don't know if it would have. It would have been. I, it would have been something completely different, and I would have really enjoyed it. But
0: there is a lot of silliness in this film but it's never played silly yeah or very rarely played silly right it's so dry would you agree
1: yeah except especially like the like where he goes to like the japanese breakfast place which is mm-hmm. like um which is also a scene that not my favorite scene in the movie i will say that
2: <laughs> i mean same uh-huh. with
1: licorice licorice pizza mm-hmm. one that one in, yeah those are um not my fave here.
0: yeah but yeah but
1: that does like highlight the absurdity but like played in a very straight manner
0: yeah or like the next scene after this part i think is when they're doing like a little interrogation with doc and bigfoot and bigfoot does that long slow like um finger in the hole yeah Which I don't. Like yeah, which is like a, a thing long that time. <laughs> very
1: strange. The you know all this.
0: I read a lot of the interviews with the cast of this film describe the set as being organized chaos and like just talk about how chaotic it was. PTA had like no direction and just let them like do the the craziest zaniest stuff like over and over and do a million takes and just have like be huge or be crazy. But they don't yeah. have a lot of details of what they mean by that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, no, I I understand what that is. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of want to be like, hey, what is like, what direction do you want me to take this in? Yeah. And then, but I think with that movie, it's just like, literally give me everything and this is going to be my editor's problem.
0: Which is also crazy to do on a film that's shot on film too, because you're just blowing money. (laughs) Yeah, and also a film
1: that's like, that goes a lot of places. Like there's a lot of different setups here. Like it's Mm -hmm. not like shot mainly in his apartment or anything like they go everywhere so it's like
0: what was the budget on this i wonder
1: i think it was i think it was 1 billion but i think i could be (laughs) wrong
0: 20 million
1: that doesn't seem like it's enough
0: no with all the locations that they have all the costuming all the actors film all all the actors like
1: (laughs) all the like you know top tier actors i i'm Mm -hmm. sure like they take like maybe with this movie they take like sag whatever the day rate is that the date mm-hmm. the minimum is i'm sure that's they cut what a that deal. Is. yeah they cut a deal but like just on like shooting on film and all that alone I, I can't imagine i can't believe that it's only 20
0: million yeah 20 million doesn't seem like enough for how much is going on here <laughs> yeah so the scene with them doing the finger in the whole sex thing weird weird long crazy <laughs>
1: yeah weird long crazy and like that joke didn't personally that joke didn't whatever that it is it didn't land for me mm-hmm. You didn't
0: consider that a joke because it wasn't funny.
1: Um, I, I wasn't laughing. I had my yeah. arms crossed, and I go, "This movie better make me laugh." And you
0: are a professional comedian, at mm-hmm. least. At that's some right. Point.
1: That's how. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: So um, you would know.
1: I would know. I am the authority on it. So, I <laughs> guess what PTA that was not funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> no, but what I am saying is, is like mm. that point didn't like. I wasn't like. It didn't feel like a thing. Like, oh, that's the thing that the character would do right then. It just, like, it felt off. But that's maybe part of the experience.
0: Yeah, it seemed like they were just encouraged to do weird shit, even if it didn't make sense.
1: Right. Which, like, he's a big fan of um, uh, Robert Downey. You know him? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I've heard of him. Yeah.
1: He's a big guy. He he loves his movies, like um, Putney Swope and all that, Um, mm-hmm. which is, like, the absurdity is, like... I think he's always just wanted to make, like, a very... I feel like... With that knowledge of him loving those movies, you can definitely see that. PTA Are you talking re- PTA
0: here? Yeah, or, PTA or Josh really. Berlin. Okay.
1: No, PTA is a big fan of Robert Downey. And mm-hmm. I've always imagined in my head that he's just always wanted to make that, like, zany comedy. And mm-hmm. so whenever I see, like, that weird back and forth, that weird, like, Asian Japanese scene. Ay-ay-ay. in, in um, ay, <laughs> ay. Licorice pizza. Licorice pizza. I can see, like, that, like, race. Pisha. That race comedy (laughs) being Uh like big and like Putney Swope, I can see that connection, that influence of his. And I'm like, I don't know if this is like, I don't know if.
0: It's something he admires but isn't capable of, of reproducing. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah.
0: So you see the influence, but he's not nailing it.
1: Yeah. But he's like, besides that, he's doing everything great.
0: Maybe the same just with this guy's books, like that he loves them so much and thinks they're so. Like incredible and zany and wild, and then just isn't necessarily able to pull off that level of craziness.
1: Yeah, but it's also like that's a that's a crazily impossible feat because it's like again, mm-hmm. like the book can offer an experience that is so hard to replicate in yeah. um you know in a movie, and I that, that's why it's like The Shining is a perfect example of that. Like it didn't get the book correct, but like it did. Have a tone that it, like it could share a tone, so yeah, I think it they shares share some
0: seeds. It's sh- yeah, but it's not mm-hmm. like a w-
1: perfect one to one, and I don't think people should really expect that out of yeah adaptation. Right. Anyways, I mean, like a lot of people are adapting like Murakami now, and I think that's the same thing. Like you're not getting the exact story right, but you have the overall tone is correct. Mm-hmm. An- another author that I haven't read, but I have a ton of <laughs> his books. <laughs>
0: yeah i've never read any of his books but i used to live with someone who was obsessed with the stuff
1: haven't uh, we all
0: you know <laughs> always
1: there's always that one person is real sicko for those Real those books. sicko
0: for Mirakami. Mm-hmm. um but yeah so i've never read any of his crap either but i was just thinking of like what other movies i have seen that i have read the book and have i ever felt like the feeling necessarily translated and i think the answer oh. is no The one
1: book that I've read recently, the um, Charlie Kaufman book, um, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. things. That's Mm -hmm. actually a really, it's it's really close to -to one-to-one, but except for the ending. I think the ending didn't.
0: Did you see the movie first or read the book first? I
1: read the book first, and it was the Mm. first time I've ever experienced like coming in with like the knowledge of the book and the feeling of the book and watching it and yeah it was great it it was it was like almost one-to-one in my head except they left out some details that i found to be interesting but -hmm. then the third act happened and then that didn't that totally for me it didn't work at all in my in my head Mm -hmm. and I I felt like one of those snobs (laughs) that were like well I got this experience out of the book and I didn't get it from the movie
0: I saw the movie but I did not read the book and I did not like the movie but I also was I don't know confused by it I guess I didn't really understand what it was saying, but I'm wondering if there's something I'm missing by not having read the book, which is why I asked if you which you did first, because I was wondering if you would have seen the movie first if you would have understood what was happening. (laughs)
1: Um, And you, I mean, there
0: are points that you understand what's happening. You, I don't really get the point of it. It's
1: it's like it's clearly explained in the book. And yeah. the explanation is kind of like it does cheapen the experience because it over explains mm. to a point where you're like whatever like that mysterious feeling I was having is totally ruined by like knowing the exact backstory of this. And yeah. so like I think – Charlie Kaufman probably tried to dampen that by making it more mysterious, but Mm -hmm. I think it does more harm than it does good because, like, at the end, you're like, they're singing Oklahoma, which doesn't happen in the book at all. Yeah. And you're like...
0: I I hated that. When that happened, I said, fuck this movie.
1: (laughs) And, like, one of my favorite parts about the book was the ending. Yeah. And the ending up to the point, because after... Up to the point, because there's a point at the very end where it explains everything. I didn't care for that, but before Mm -hmm. that... She gets trapped in a in a high school, and it's like mm-hmm. really weird, uh, and, I, and I really enjoyed um, reading that. So I think the book's better than the movie, and I really enjoyed the movie. I just didn't enjoy the third act.
0: Yeah. Okay. Interesting.
1: And uh, so, how much of this other movie do we have to explain? <laughs>
0: uh we're about halfway through okay <laughs> well i did some skips and jumps but <laughs> there's also speaking of weird shit that josh brolin does in this film uh the frozen banana thing
1: yeah i yeah i just like those things don't land for me i, I mean i no. and this is coming from a guy who loves the movie yeah uh, it's just like the comedic parts of this movie It just i don't care for it
0: is josh brolin ever funny has he done something funny
1: I don't think so. I think he's extremely charming, like in No Country for Old Man. He can say a quip or something that's really, it's funny, but in, in that character, it's not like, I don't think he's ever been hilarious.
0: He's not really in like anything that is explicitly funny. He's just an right? incredible
1: actor. So like, yeah. I'm, I'm along for the ride, whatever he does. I'm
0: just like, what is his personal sense of humor? He probably did, doesn't have one.
1: <laughs> he, did a, he did a Hot Ones, you know, the YouTube
0: Oh yeah!
1: on YouTube, he did one of those <laughs> recently, and Where he's they eat very, hot chicken. Yeah, and he, he he was very charming and very cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's probably charming. He's like an A-list celeb. He's an A-list <laughs>
1: celeb, but he like he grew up going. He lived in like Santa Monica, and he grew up going to Black Flag shows and the oh okay stuff like that. He so grew Not up that. as a little punk boy. He, a little punk boy. Um, mm-hmm. so okay. I thought that was uh, interesting.
0: Punk boys having no sense of humor. <laughs> I've never heard, <laughs> never of, that. heard of it. <laughs>
1: That's, like, I did grow up going to, like, punk shows.
0: <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Literally,
1: that's the first thing. I went to, like, a casualty show.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It's, like, that, and my first, like, real punk show was, like, a, a band called The Global Threat. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, the, the really, honestly, the first thing that I've noticed is, like, everyone's so aggro here, and they, none of these people have said anything ever funny in their whole lives. I yeah. can guarantee it, so... Yeah. Um, except for like pop punk is very funny but like when you get to the real like gritty stuff it's it's not funny at all
0: when you're punk more as like subculture and less as like a style of music
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
0: yeah yeah for sure but josh brolin is um the real punk style of music and therefore he's not funny
1: Exactly. And that's like and that's what happens when you go to a black flag show when you're a little kid. Yeah. I should really go on less tangents here, but when I first moved to LA, the fr- the thing that I did the most was rent punk documentaries because I really liked them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And f- and I've noticed like Like I've West thought...
0: Coast punk specifically or just any? Just
1: any. I mean a mm-hmm. lot of it's West Coast. Like Ameri- like um I don't know, like American you had to become and... familiar
0: with uh, the culture that you were moving into, so you didn't seem like a poser?
1: No. Uh-uh. I don't, could care less. Everyone's so aggressive here when it comes to punk. Yeah. And I say that because like, I was in a comedy group called Power Violence, right. which is like a subgenre genre of punks. And if you want to know about some really unfunny group of uh, guys, the, uh-huh. those are Power Violence fans. Um, yeah. Anywho, but I realize... Everyone in the 80s that was a fan of punk, they sounded like a goddamn caveman. And I don't know why that is.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, anywho, I don't need to go on that, but, you
0: know. No, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you're free to tangent as you yeah, wish. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the frozen banana thing, too. I was like, what is the joke here? And is it that doing this makes him look gay? Yeah. Ha ha ha. Very funny. Yeah, we're <laughs> laughing
1: at you because you're, yeah, because you're, you're doing gay. Something gay. Like, what the f- <laughs> Stop, people. Yeah. I think that's like I'm that's a thing that I'm glad is like slowly dying out. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was like a big part of the culture growing up, is like the being gay was the punchline. Yeah. And I think now it's like a thing where all right, I'm gonna get off my soapbox, whatever. Who cares? <laughs>
0: It's not the punchline no more. <laughs> right. Yeah, even stuff where, you know, people, like, I, I don't think they had, like, bad intentions or whatever. Like, they probably had gay friends, but gay was still the punchline. No, it's just, like, it's yeah. part of the culture is what it yeah. was. It's just, like, but it's, Makes like. Makes it tough to watch older comedy. <laughs> or,
1: like, or newer comedies made by older people that are mm. just, like, mm-hmm. not totally up to date. Haven't caught up. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Bigfoot and Doc continue to have this, like, weird contentious relationship throughout the movie. Somewhere around here, Bigfoot calls Doc. And when they're on the phone, each time in this film, their behaviors sort of mirror each other on each end. I think they both have the same color phone, first of all, which is, like, this, like, bluish-green phone. But then, like, I
1: didn't even notice that?
0: Yeah, because it's, like, a beautiful color. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then also, like, Doc will be smoking... And Bigfoot will take a drink at the same time. Or um, there's different times where they're on the phone and, like, each of them has a partner walking around in the background, their girlfriend or ex girlfriend in Doc's case. So they're always kind of like, uh, alternate universe versions of (laughs) each other sort of. This is
1: something I absolutely did not pick up on.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But having
1: it been explained, it's like, oh, that's interesting. What an interesting idea.
0: (laughs) You're like, maybe I'll watch this movie again.
1: You know I will. I really (laughs) I do enjoy this. I think I might give Licorice Pizza another ride, but
0: You think so? Yeah. I didn't I didn't know if Licorice Pizza would translate as well outside of a theater. Is kind of what I
1: thought. I just yeah, there's just some scenes in that too. There's certain shots too that I kind of just want to rewatch oh, and yeah. <laughs> that's how that's how it gets that's how they get me
0: um i think the next scene is with jenna malone is uh, she the oh, um, owen wilson's girlfriend yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and i think this is one of my favorite scenes so, like, she calls up Doc and is like, my boyfriend's gone missing. He was friends with your ex. And so now he's on her case, too, of finding her dead, dead or not dead boyfriend. <laughs> I loved her story of how her and Owen Wilson's character met. Yeah. <laughs> this whole scene is, like, so funny, but it's delivered so, like, deadpan and dry that you, I mean... You really have to think about it, but I think it's so funny. Yeah, like, these
1: are like one of the scenes that kind of makes the movie for me. Like, yeah. It's like because you, you kind of like get lost in the confusion. You try to keep up with it. And then like a, just a really nice scene happens. That's really like, nice,
0: like kind of longer scene for how many characters there are in this film and how how little time we get to spend with so many people. That she gets yeah. a good chunk right here.
1: This movie, yeah, this movie like has like a weird, like they ha- it has weird pacing throughout. Not weird, but like different pacing. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 really fun to l- land on a scene and then the scene just plays out a little longer and it just feels mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I think all great Hangout movies do that. Yeah. And I think I've, in my head, I kind of think of this as a Hangout movie. Um, sure. Because you kind of like, you're kind of following the flow and it's like
0: mm-hmm. you're not
1: really stuck on story that much. Only if you, like, give up the story in your head. Because mm-hmm. I think the trap of this And his movie... job is
0: kind of... His job is kind of hanging out. Yeah. Finding different people to hang out with and ask some questions. Hanging out and chatting. That's yeah. what being a PI is. Yeah. So her story is that she met Owen Wilson's character because she was on heroin, and he was shitting in a bathroom, and she went in to puke up a balloon of drugs that she swallowed, just opened the door with her fingers already down her throat and started puking, puked on his boner, <laughs> and puked up her drugs, and it was love at first sight.
1: But the story is told in such a sweet manner.
0: Yeah. Of like She's like she having ha- this, yeah, daydream reminiscing. Right. It. It's beautiful, and- <laughs> and then she talks about their child together, Amethyst, um, and shows him a picture of the child and Joaquin just screaming and then carrying on the scene I I loved, too. Yeah,
1: that actually was one of the funny moments that landed for me.
0: Uh, somebody told me they thought that that might be, like, not real, like, not in reality, and that's why the girl doesn't react at all. Because there's no reaction. He screams in the middle of her talking, and there's no yeah. reaction from her. And uh, somebody told me they read that as that part not being reality just like oh like that was
1: like that's that was a physical representation of like what happened in his brain yeah I could see that that? but I wouldn't read into it that much I think the movie has proves itself to be so zany that like anything is possible in this world Mm -hmm.
0: that's kind of what I thought too and that's kind of how I read all the goofy stuff that you're like what but I did read a lot of takes that are people being like well maybe this like I read a take that was like maybe Joanna Newsom's whole character is fake, and it's just like <laughs> a voice in his head or something. Or I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that, I
1: mean, that's what I I, I think what uh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson loves that crap because like mm-hmm. I heard I heard the same thing when um, Punch Drunk Love came out that that really? like um, that character that Adam Sandler falls in love with is an alien, and that's why there's a lot of like stars and. When you Mm. watch the movies, there's a lot of like moon landing footage playing on TV or maybe not moon landing, but there's a lot of space footage playing Mm -hmm. on TV and they're all saying like, oh, that's the clue of telling you that she's actually an alien who was like fell to earth and her only objective was to fall in love with this guy.
0: So it's like a conspiracy theory based on his film.
1: Yeah, same with, yeah, I think.
0: So you think these are conspiracy theories too?
1: (laughs) Exactly, and this movie is, um, this is about the 70s where (laughs) conspiracy theories happen.
0: Hmm, okay.
1: (laughs) This movie is what I'm saying is 4D chess. These are all (laughs) incredibly smart moves.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I hate to think of like, Movies where it's like, oh, the whole thing was fake the whole time, you know, or like it was all in their brain. And also like
1: all that stuff is like I could... honestly when i watch movies the story is the last thing i really care about so like mm-hmm. when it comes when people theorize about like what the re- character really is it's like i could care less because it's like mm-hmm. that's not where i get my enjoyment from from these yeah. movies it's about you say, like, did it
0: have one cool shot what
1: was the what was the what was the uh, tracking shot like and how long did it go for
0: <laughs> was there a dolly involved yes or no yeah
1: was there a dolly on set and how long did that did we stay on that shot <laughs>
0: Thank you. That's all I care about. That's all I need to know. Yeah, so you don't give a shit about story. (laughs) Not at all. Okay, hell yeah. I respect that. And that's
1: why I think I like this movie so much, is I don't care about story. I only care about characters and tone. Mm
0: -hmm. You never care about story.
1: It's rare that I do. Mm -hmm. Wait, is there a movie where I really cared about story? I don't know if there's one that stands out. I mean, like, you know, like, I care about, like, characters relationship and how it like builds but like plot points and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. i could care less
0: so you're hating what's happening right now exactly (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry
1: (laughs) no it is interesting like talking about this because like you are bringing up stuff that like i haven't even noticed like the phone and like the characters doing the same stuff which you know it's gonna be interesting on my 400th view
0: yeah (laughs) we find out about the golden fang which is like a boat, but it's also a drug cartel. We meet Owen Wilson, who also hires Doc to try and check on his family. So his family has both hired Doc to find him and he has hired him to find them. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. It's some it's a money-making scheme.
0: It's a money-making scheme, but he doesn't even take money from him. He takes information, which is right. the information on the Golden Fang. So How is he making money cuz he's doing a lot of information trading? Throughout this thing,
1: yeah, I don't think it. Really, How's he paying
0: yeah. rent in L.A.? I'm right? paying for
1: that doctor's <laughs> office, my man,
0: <laughs> and all those drugs.
1: Uh, There's um, also a thing where it's like the doctor's office. I pay a dollar fifty in rent every month because <laughs> it's the '70s.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the '70s. You're right. The Wolfman was seen on this boat a couple days before he disappeared, and they say some stuff about like the Department of Justice was trying to get him to buy property on like the Vegas Strip or something. I didn't really understand what was going oh, on Oh, this there. is
1: flying so so far over my head while, yeah. while I'm watching it. I go, all right, cool.
0: What the hell are they I go, talking about?
1: only thing I'm thinking of is like, how did they get so much fog on this pier? There was a lot
0: are. of fog there.
1: That's all I'm thinking about.
0: Yeah, I guess he famously like never likes to use fog, but then used so much on this film. He had like a fight with his DP
1: about it. You know what? I don't think he worked with that DP ever again. Really? Well, I know they had ne- a fight
0: about it, but I don't know.
1: Is his next movie um, Phantom Thread?
0: Mm, if maybe? it is,
1: we don't even have to look it up. If it is, mm-hmm. he starts. He became his own DP from then on out. Really? Yeah, he shot um, Phantom Thread, and he did the DP work for his new one. So
0: Yeah, that was next. So, interesting.
1: And it's all because of Fog.
0: They had a fight over the Fog. Him and Reese are hanging out when they see owen wilson on tv yelling at nixon and that's when he finds out that owen wilson is like also an informant and he now is trying to infiltrate political activist groups yeah but he was a rocker previously
1: a horn honker a
0: horn honker (laughs) famous horn honker owen wilson (laughs) Mm -hmm. they call him chucky in this part which thinking of owen wilson's face and it being called chucky just makes me laugh Mm -hmm.
1: And the Civil Dad, we have a Chucky, too. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. He's at the poker table.
0: Mm, hell yeah. <laughs> so Doc pretends to work for a magazine and goes to wherever Owen Wilson is staying. And we find out that Owen Wilson, like, is an informant, but kind of doesn't want to be. He's trying to get out, but he's, like, kind of trapped doing it. And now he can never return to his girlfriend and kid. Uh, poor little fella, bless his heart.
1: And just to be clear, this is honestly the, one, the only storyline that I really latched on that I kind of wanted to track I actively wanted to like keep up on
0: was Owen Wilson's part
1: yeah of like because his like his objective was so clear you know it's just like hey I'm away from my girlfriend because of this and I want to be back with her and my kid
0: yeah it was probably the most cut and dry of everybody's drama going on <laughs> The stuff with Wolfman like just becomes so convoluted. There's like more and more layers. Like we said the thing on like the strip with the property and then we find out he was trying to build some like commune.
1: And you know from like the beginning of the movie that this storyline is not going to become any clearer. So I like I checked out. Yeah. Even on first viewing I knew like (laughs) this is like it's going to do me no good trying to actively stay up on this.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the stuff with the uh, Wolfman just keeps getting more and more twisted, more and more complicated. And it's like, okay, he's friends with Nazis, but now he wants to build like a hippie commune and like give back. He like has guilt for making people pay a bunch of money for shit houses, mm-hmm. <laughs> but also he's somehow embroiled with this like cartel. And you're like, how does that happen? And also he's having like all the affairs. It's just it's like building up and building up so much crap on right. Wolfman. Yeah. So Shasta sends a postcard referencing some time that they did a Ouija board. And I think that that segment was maybe directed by Quentin Tarantino. Is it, is it really? I kept seeing stuff saying that Quentin Tarantino directed one of the flashbacks, but I think that's the only flashback, isn't and it? And that
1: was a really good flashback. And it does seem like a thing that he would have fun directing.
0: And there were lots of bare dirty feet.
1: Oh my, yeah, <laughs> that's sounds- him. Yeah?
0: <laughs> i'm thinking that was him and i mean throughout the film we get close-ups of joaquin phoenix's bare dirty feet so i wonder if that was kind of like a shout out to my brother um thing too
1: <laughs> no quentin's on set goes i just got the zaniest idea <laughs> Funny.
0: so it's sus that she brings up this like ouija board day so he goes to the address they went to at that time which was like some address to get drugs or something and it's now the golden fang enterprises it's this big old weird ass building and inside is martin short and they are doing drugs again i had trouble keeping track of the drugs too yeah because they don't call them (laughs) they're they don't call them by the drugs name it's like everything's dope this is like clearly
1: cocaine right though
0: i was like is it cocaine or is it just heroin that they're snorting yeah because they call heroin dope too right yeah i don't know I, I don't famously know. don't know shit about drugs. Me too. I mean, that's the thing that I don't really... I googled, can you snort heroin? <laughs> there
1: they go. So I looked up your history.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and... But it was like, yeah, but most people don't do it because it doesn't hit the same and they'd mm-hmm. rather shoot. I don't know. So I guess you can snort heroin, but... I don't know. I've seen people fade out on heroin and none of these people look like they're fading out either. So Jenna Malone's character talked about losing her teeth. And when they're here, he finds like a whole room full of dentists fixing people's teeth. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. And that's what he thinks the Golden Fang is about.
0: Well, it's just connected. It's like they have like a whole bunch of businesses is what we end up finding out because they also have like a rehab center. Yeah. So it's like they're getting people hooked on drugs. Then they're also being the people who take the money when they need their teeth fixed because they've are fucked up on drugs so much that their teeth fell out but then also they're the people who are running the rehab so that when these people try and get clean they're still making the money from them collecting
1: on every corner just every part of, yeah. their, the, of the experience they can
0: collect on yeah i also liked this character denis <laughs> that's in this part too his like friend who can't drive. kiss your mother with that mouth <laughs> i thought denis was a A really goofy name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a little zany. Yeah, he's like, tries to drive a stick shift and then comes back in and was like, no, I actually can't drive, but he's holding the steering wheels. So like...
1: Yeah, he's a great, I love, that's. he's a great character.
0: He's only in it for like two seconds, but.
1: He's in some, like, he's in like the beginning a little bit, right? Wasn't he like, he had pizza with him in the beginning?
0: He might have, yeah. Yeah. He seems to be one of his good buddies. Yeah,
1: you love a good buddy.
0: Yeah, you gotta love a good buddy. Um. So Martin Short's character ends up, Becoming not alive
1: in a trampoline accident or something, or is that something? I'm thinking of something else.
0: Yeah, I think it was a trampoline accident. Or he's like found dead next to a trampoline with yeah. his neck fucked up, um, mm-hmm. but he had puncture wounds in his neck. Yeah, that may might be a golden fang puncture, but we don't know. Which we find out when Doc and Bigfoot meet up at that Japanese breakfast place, which you decided was problematic. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm the king of canceling now and. <laughs> It's my order that you are canceled now. Sorry.
0: <laughs> you have to c- cancel other people so that they won't cancel you first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you trying to, to get end. ahead of the game. <laughs> okay.
1: mm-hmm. That's right. I go, I, Annie Hall? Never heard of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've already said you're a pervert for girls, so I don't know. <laughs> We've got well, I don't think I said that. <laughs> Doc shows Bigfoot some pics from Owen Wilson's big party the other day and they're like clearly a reproduction of the last supper <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: picture so that's just something silly i guess the band the growlers is in the picture too
1: oh is it are they really allegedly Ugh. i don't yeah. know if i
0: know what they look like
1: i know they, they were like a big thing they were, they big were i remember County. their music yeah
0: i think i had a cd of theirs at some point
1: yeah it's fun to, it's interesting to like um find out bands in movies I did a music video for a band called Lemuria. I know Lemuria. And uh, they told me that they were in a Terrence Malick movie where they played a band that was playing at a party at a Hollywood Hills.
0: Really? Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, Black Lips is in a Terrence Malick movie.
0: Really? Yeah. There's I played a mo- show with Lemuria before. Oh, really? They're, they're my really only cool connection. people. I
1: really yeah. like them. Um, but yeah, they told... them
0: at this venue I used to run all the time.
1: Oh. Yeah, oh. they're very cool. But it's interesting to hear, like, them talking about being in a Terrence Malick movie because it's like...
0: Random. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: it's like the most random director too because it's like the most... He's like a mysterious little fella.
0: So did you get the inside scoop on him or what?
1: I I did not get enough information Mm. because it's like, it's just just like, you know, it's like you're on set. There's so much going on. Mm -hmm, So many moving mm -hmm. parts that you can never really feel is you know so they couldn't feed the hunger um yeah all the information clay tatum wanted (laughs) and so i began i began to scream and it got really uncomfortable
0: Mm -hmm. um but next time you're going to send them a questionnaire in advance
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: i go answer this (laughs) or i'm going to scream
0: again (laughs) answer me these riddles (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's right
1: i basically i turned into the riddler yeah for movie knowledge
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> also at this little restaurant, Bigfoot mentions a drug dealer. I just thought the drug dealer's name was really crazy. <laughs> Leonard James Loosemeat, a.k.a. El Drano.
1: At this point, honestly, I, I, <laughs> I go PTA Thomas, Tommy Boy. I get it. <laughs> names are weird, huh? I get it. Let's move on.
0: Do you think he made those names or do you think these are names from the book?
1: Oh, no, they're, they're definitely from the book. There, There's yeah. no way that all time with sanders i think he's he loves the book so much that he would never never change a character it. name yeah. yeah i think i started one of his books too i think i started gravity's rainbow whatever and it's like one of those things where the name is so weird that you can't really say it in your head clearly you always mm. have a hard time which mm-hmm. makes the reading experience even more unlikely or unlikable for me because mm. i'm i have like a because you grade. can't read the words well, I can't read the words, and I already am starting off with a fifth grade reading level, so it's like I mean, you're not making it easier here for me. Yeah, at all.
0: it's a twist in your little my little peanut brain in my chunk. brain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> a little too much twists and turns for a smooth brain. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> so Joaquin does infiltrate this rehab center, and he finds the Wolfman there. there I guess is, in the book know. he doesn't find him. Oh, I guess really? That was one big difference between the book and the movie. Well, in the book. Uh, what I read is that he sees Wolfman with the FBI, like, leaving a place in Las Vegas and just walking out. And they never see him again. He never talks to him. None of that happens. Oh, in and in this
1: one, they find him at the rehab.
0: Yeah, and he says that they're trying to basically—I think he says they're trying to help me wake up from my bad hippie dream.
1: Yeah, I, it's a great scene. I love that yeah. actor
0: and— Yeah, it is great. So they're trying to like brainwash him into not wanting to do this like utopia he was dreaming of in the desert, I guess. Yeah. But also, does that have to do with whatever they wanted him to do like on the Vegas Strip buying property?
1: Honestly, at this point,
0: who freaking (laughs) knows? And after this, there's like a whole other like third plot with um this guy adrian prussia Mm -hmm. who has a badass name but they find out that he was like basically a hired hitman for the lapd he's the one who killed bigfoot's partner and made big bigfoot all mean and crazy Mm -hmm. he smokes a joint that's like i think laced with like pcp and acid The one flaw of hippie detectives is that they'll always do the drug. That's the one flaw. (laughs) You can make them take whatever. (laughs) Yeah. That was another one of the more fun scenes, though, is when he wakes up from that. And he's like handcuffed to the pipe and has to figure out how to get out of that.
1: Yeah, the movie is interesting because it's like really confusing and it feels like it's like you're not watching a real movie. But like when you zoom out, it's like, oh, we're entering the end. Part of the movie, and we need mm-hmm. to have a big, like, third act where, yeah, is he gonna make it? Is he not? And we do have that, and it's like incredibly satisfying, too. Even though watching it, you don't exactly know exactly why he's there and what he's gonna gain from being there, and mm-hmm. then you know, but even that, even people not knowing really falling in the story like him escaping that is very satisfying
0: yeah it's fun to watch it's high stakes like finally there's a stake in this town (laughs) yeah like he he really even though he's been sort of on the edge of interacting with people who are very dangerous for most of the film he never really seems to be in much danger yeah
1: He just, like, gets out or, like, you know, he le- he gets away with it. Like, when he's, like, in the room with the- all the ties and stuff, like, he mm-hmm. gets away. And then when he comes out, the cops are there, too, randomly. And he just gets beaten up for a little bit. But, like, it moves on as if, like, nothing is, like, impactful.
0: Yeah. Because what even was that with him being beaten up outside of that house?
1: I'm the worst person to ask. <laughs>
0: As you said, well, I don't care. <laughs> I
1: don't, yeah, I don't, I'm, just enjoy, I'm enjoying that the slow-mo is what I'm doing.
0: Boy's getting his ass whooped. I love this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carry on.
1: <laughs> I wonder if there's a cut of this movie that like actually explain. There's actually points of this movie that explains a little more mm-hmm. that just had to get cut out for time's sake. I wonder if there's a cut like that that exists. Maybe. But maybe. My
0: DVD has zero special features. It has a trailer, Ew. and that's it. There wasn't even like a commentary Dang, or anything. Let's I get know. these.
1: DVD. Come on. What's That's the like point the of best the part of a DVD.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we all have access to the internet, and we're buying DVDs for the. Ex- Come on, gang. Get it together. Come on,
0: get the features on there. Doy. <laughs> do
1: you think these weirdos and sickos are saving all the good stuff because they assume they're going to be on the Criterion Collection? Probably. Ugh, you hate to see it, folks. You really do.
0: Or like they think when they're later in life and they need some money, they'll have something to sell.
1: Yeah. They'll have the, oh, here's the commentary track that I recorded when it came Just out. Just happened I, to
0: stumble upon That this. I
1: happened not to release at all.
0: <laughs> it's like you with that one short.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Mm -hmm. You're just holding on to that. I one
1: day will need money, and I will collect the $12 that 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 short will make me.
0: And you won't have to do any work for it besides find the hard drive.
1: Exactly. The easiest (laughs) 12 bucks I've ever made.
0: So this big-ass bodyguard and Joaquin have this like back and forth where they're trying to kill each other, basically. Joaquin escapes from being handcuffed to a pipe via a slice of credit card in his shoe. Okay, genius. Gets a hold of the needle of pure drugs and injects it into this big-ass bodyguard. And then mm-hmm. shoots the shoots the little um, Adrian. The little Adrian.
1: <laughs> the little, little guy is what we call him.
0: <laughs> little guy blows his heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Little mobster hitman. <laughs> yep. Bigfoot shows up then, like just in the nick of time. He seems to be kind of behind all of this. And steals all their drugs, plants it in Joaquin's car. And, yeah, the whole thing was just to get back at Adrian for killing his partner.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I don't... You don't know. At you don't At this care. point, I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. Um, yeah, because that's the point. Like, uh, what I mentioned earlier, like, the... What's his name? The officer's um, storyline. Bigfoot? Bigfoot. That's where it kind of... It definitely loses me completely at that point. Mm-hmm. There's it's not just, much left at this point. Yeah. Right.
0: Joaquin gets... Owen Wilson released from his grasp as an informant.
1: Which is also a very satisfying moment. Yeah,
0: because he he could have taken a bunch of money. He gives back the drugs is what happens. And they're like, we'll give you a bunch of money for the drugs if you just give them back. He's like, how about instead of that, you just let Owen Wilson go? So they do. And he reunites with his uh, gorgeous little girlfriend and baby. And it's a sweet little moment. Yeah. And then the final scene with Doc and Bigfoot was great. Also a really good scene in the film um, where Bigfoot comes and kicks down his door, which was also, I think, foreshadowed at the beginning of the film. Um, there's a time when Doc is at a cafe. It's like at the very beginning of the film and somebody like the waiter mentions that a cop was looking for him and he says something like, oh, you mean Bigfoot? Huh. I wonder why he didn't kick in my door like usual. Oh, yeah. So, so then at the end, he does kick in his door.
1: That's, mm-hmm. you yeah. Nice. And then, he eats <laughs> nice. And, and then he eats the weed.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, first he just does a, a little hit off the joint, and then they speak together, So, which is kind of like the pinnacle of their mimicking stuff because they're normally on the phone, and mm-hmm. they're doing the same stuff in different areas. But at this point, they're together, and they're doing the same thing at the same time. So it's like the, the absolute culmination of their weird mimicking behavior that they've done throughout the movie because they speak the same words at the same time. And then yep. he eats all the weed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess he was only supposed to do... He was supposed to eat the joint, but then he just felt like he wanted to eat more. Because <laughs> so. these guys
1: are getting no direction. They're just going, <laughs> hey, man, just go out and do some weird shit. I'll be behind the camera.
0: Allegedly, there was a take of this scene, too, where there were no words and they just danced together. So,
1: oh I don't
0: know. What's that, that like? <laughs> that,
1: that would not have helped me. I mean, none of this is... I'm understanding zero of it as it is. So <laughs> why not? Go for it. It wouldn't
0: have been as satisfying. I mean this exactly. scene is weird. Does it make sense? Like not entirely. But it's kind of fun.
1: Right, you can see that he clearly has like he's like he's beaten, he's like out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, whatever. Like, the stress is taken over completely. Like, that yeah. reads, and like, you know, the doc is as confused as we are, so that reads too, so it's, you know.
0: And I think they always kind of have, they allude a couple times to having, like, a history together, or like, maybe having gone to school together and known each other for a long time. It's like, they have, like, a sort of friendship, Yeah, but it's just a really toxic friendship, because they have a sort of partnership, but it's really toxic partnership. And this is like... One moment where you get them like at least trying to connect and be on the same page for a minute without mm-hmm. just like tearing out each other's throats, so it was nice. This is basically the end he uh Joaquin just drives off in the sunset with his little girlfriend right
1: yeah and it, it ends on a confusing note or in the the ending note is he thinks he's being followed or it makes you think he's being followed because a light hits his rear view mirror hm. Mm. And it like his like um, very su- suspicious, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it, he has the. It leaves you with the lingering feeling of he's being followed or just whatever. It just like uh, it just r- hits the point again of that feeling.
0: Is that paranoia from all the weed though? We'll never know.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's the whole. That's the whole seventies. Yeah. We get at this point <laughs> collectively, we're like. Sure, 70s are filled with paranoia, we get mm-hmm. it, and that hits that note again at the end. And it also, like, it kind of just, like, the movie doesn't feel like it comes to a full stop, it feels like the movie just fades out.
0: Mm-hmm. Their life continues after.
1: Yeah, which is not mm-hmm. my favorite type of endings, but it was, like, you know, it is nice.
0: I guess in the book they don't end up together, too, him oh. and the girl. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm at this point, I'm interested in reading the You're going to read it. And, and what I mean <laughs> by reading the book is I'm going to read the Wikipedia page <laughs> fully.
0: Yeah, the book is like 400 pages, I think, so that's quite a commitment.
1: And you know I don't have time for that nonsense. Who
0: does? Who among no us has one. time to be reading 400 pages? No.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I can read a page or two of an online article.
1: <laughs> okay, so now we're at the point where you tell me your final... <laughs> your real true honest thoughts the moment
0: you've been waiting for the moment
1: i want a grade system um,
0: and i want you to (laughs) we have a part where we score this out of five so you would like for me to go first is what i I mean i'll
1: go first i give this a five out of five i love this little stinker
0: (laughs) what do you love about it
1: i love the pacing of the movie and i just i to me this movie feels like a hangout movie and it has it in its in its best form like to me a hangout movie is not like just guys hanging out a hangout movie is you are focusing around one character but you are seeing that character in a bunch of different like vignettes that Mm -hmm. don't really have to be together it's like one of my favorite movies of all time is slc punk Mm -hmm. um which is like uh, uh it's also a movie that you're you're it's more about getting across the character and how he is more than the the story but what this movie does is like it makes you think that you the movie is about the story but it's not it's not about it and it and it's not that because it's like it's purposely supposed to be confusing and confusing you and um, make you feel like a paranoid like a uh, hippie mm-hmm. so to me it's a hangout movie and and it's just so much fun to watch because You'll be confused, and you're like you're you're just along for the ride. And then sometimes you'll land on a scene where he's talking to the girl looking for Owen, and you're like, oh, that's a really nice scene. It just feels good. And then you're at, you're at another point, you're like he's giving drugs to a bunch of like Girl Scouts, and it's just mm-hmm. like, and it just it's a great hangout movie. And I think the way the movie's edited and the way the the there's a bed of music throughout the whole movie that mm-hmm. kind of like gets you in puts you in kind of in a trance, and you're just kind of like. The movie has a wavelength and you're like, once you get on it, it's just like, it's a fun ride. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I enjoy the movie, even though I could care less about the plot. Half the time, I don't know what's going on and I can't follow it. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. just like, this movie is like a law, like a, one of those like rides at Disney where it's just like, even though I'm a, I'm a um, Orlando uh, <laughs> universal boy. Universal guy. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's just, you're on like this little ride. And it's just like, what okay. I'm trying to get at is I, I just enjoy the pacing of this movie. Mm-hmm. And it just feels, it just feels good. And I really enjoy it. And um, it took me about two or three viewings for me to really like that about the movie.
0: Yeah. I think I would I might like this more on a third viewing that has no stakes to it where it's not attached to me having to know about the movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. or me having to figure out what's going on with it. Yeah, because I didn't love my first viewing. I just really didn't love when I'm really trying to like follow everything and it's just like hurting my head and it seems so long and there's just more and more things going on and I couldn't keep up with it. And I'm like, am I stupid Uh, I don't know, Uh, but I was struggling. These are things
1: I ask myself no matter what movie I'm watching. So
0: you know, (laughs) I mean, you know, I've obviously seen films where like they're not supposed to make sense, and that's totally cool, and you can just like let go and and ride the wave or whatever. But it feels like, I mean, the points in this film do connect. Like it ultimately does make sense. Every thread that started does finish. I think. But um
1: oh yeah, this is like I don't want to like to have it come across like this is like so avant garde that you don't really know, right? It's just like the the it doesn't the, matter the <laughs> plot points connecting together <laughs> is like utterly utterly meaningless, yeah. And it, it's not supposed to. That's not where you're supposed to gleam the enjoyment of the movie yeah. from.
0: That's not where the focus should be. Is trying to figure out what's happening with the plot. The focus But the movie the does vibe. the
1: trick where it makes you think that is the por- purpose yeah. of it.
0: But it ain't. <laughs> but it ain't. But it ain't. So I think from a filmmaking perspective, there are a lot of things I respect about this film. Like you said, like the characters are all really great, really unique. The acting was all really great. Uh, the editing, like you said. Um, the way everything looks is great. The music, I agree, really adds like a whole vibe. And it was very... It felt very true to the time. So I respect those things. I didn't love watching it. (laughs) Right. So, and there were those couple scenes that I really did like. So I gave this a three and a half, ultimately.
1: That's a lot better than I thought you were going to. (laughs) Really?
0: Because I think you can't, I don't think you can give it less than that because it's obviously like, it's made really well. Like, it's done really well.
1: I mean, this might be a corny thing to say, but Hmm. it's like... Whenever you have a dream that is that you wake up from that impacts you, it's like it doesn't impact you because of, of like the storyline. It's mm-hmm. like it evoked a certain like feeling that's mm. cool. And when you look back on it, you, you when I look back on the movie, I don't think about the plot point. I think about like, oh, remember the scene where he has the memory of running and trying to find drugs and then like that was nice and like you just have like it just like had the the movie is filled with those moments of just like very like dreamlike reflections mm-hmm. of like you know whatever I don't know it's, I. I think that's
0: a really cool way to describe it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me when when you put it that way, and I respect that from this movie. Yeah, yeah. So I but gave it it, the a three movie and a half is very
1: yeah th- no keep it with the three and a half. It's a, <laughs> it's um the movies. Nothing but trouble. It's it's trying. <laughs> the movie is trying to actively annoy you, but yeah, it's I find it to be very nice.
0: But it is also like an interesting point that it is intentionally trying to make you feel like you're high and you're confused and you're paranoid. Yeah. Um, but I'm that, paranoid and not ex- catching all the plot points. <laughs> <laughs> but that but that
1: excuse only goes so far. I mean, yeah,
0: that's fair too. Now it's time for screen vomit. So in this part of the pod, we just talk about whatever else we've been watching lately, which you mentioned a couple of things we've been watching lately, but if you'd like to talk about more, you can. This is the thing. Yeah,
1: for sure. I saw the Everything Everywhere All at Once movie. Oh,
0: hell yeah. Did you love it? what do you think?
1: I I really liked it. I mean, I think it's, you know... You didn't love it. Well, um, like I said earlier, I'm a Mm -hmm. annoying contrarian when it comes to this (laughs) thing. And here's the thing, Gang. Mm -hmm. Everyone's just saying this movie is like a masterpiece, ten out of ten. And so I came into it um, with a certain expectation. Yeah. And the movie is like so effective, so well done, so creative. Like the points with like when they turn into rocks and whatever. Uh-huh. I will say it. I did leave the movie feeling like the story was nothing more elevated than a Pixar storyline. Okay. Um, where. What the, the the what they're teaching you is be kind. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not it doesn't really make your brain think. And also all the storylines like I, you see it all coming. Like you know that she's gonna have the moment with her where with her grandfather or with her dad, the person's grandfather, where she accepts um, her gay a daughter. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. know that's coming. And so when it comes, it's like of course that's gonna happen. And mm-hmm. that movie is like more about the ride, more about the zany things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I respect all of that, but the the aspect that it kind of felt like a Pixar movie to me, like with the mor- the morality of it and everything. Mm-hmm. After everyone told me this is a masterpiece, ten out of ten, I want to be a contrarian. So please give me that. <laughs>
0: So you don't feel like it was a masterpiece 10 out of 10, but maybe like a
1: 7. A yeah, pretty low for that movie. I mean, that movie is ex- extremely effective. <laughs> okay. um, uh, it's just like, you know.
0: So you think it was a 10 out of 10, but just in a different way?
1: It's a 10 out of 10, <laughs> but not for Clay. I li- I just like when people sit. I literally just like movies where people sit down and talk. That- that's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. Like fight scenes, I could care less about. Like mm-hmm. zany little s- things that make it feel like a zany commercial or whatever like mm-hmm. i i don't care but the movie is so well made and like yeah. it's from a point of view that is just like so them that it's yeah, just like absolutely. it's unavoidable and the movie's like incredible but yeah, for my i i just like movies where people talk and like mm-hmm. The The moral that they're trying to teach is, like, nothing groundbreaking. And doesn't—I mm-hmm. don't leave the theater thinking about, like, what they're trying to, like, get across.
0: I think, to me, it's really impressive how they can do just, like, the silliest shit you could possibly think of, but still have it be really emotionally grounded. To even still have it feel grounded and feel sincere um, and not have the silliness take away any of that. I yeah, think it doesn't it's really feel like corny
1: at all. I yeah. mean, it, it doesn't feel like forced. It feels like the performances are just like incredible. Mm-hmm. But like you know, again, the fighting and all that is is very impressive. But I just I could you don't care about that. I stuff. I just don't. I don't care about yeah. that stuff. You know, <laughs> it's it's fine. Um, and you know, and I desperately want to dish out hot takes and be a contrarian. So I Hell guess yeah. I get that. I get <laughs> I get that across. Good for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, feel your feelings. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll respect all takes.
1: Yeah, and also just like you know, they're they made a great movie. They're and they're very good at making them. Um, what else yeah. have you seen? I saw Lost Highway again, which mm. a David Lynch movie. Yeah. Um, okay, I also saw. Um, here's another hot take. I saw Drive My Car. Okay. And, and what do you think I, about this one? Um, I love the director and um um it wasn't my favorite of his yeah um
0: i don't think i've seen any of his other movies has he done anything you he know Asa-
1: cool? he made a movie called Osaka one and two which i just love i love that movie a lot mm-hmm. and also here's an, a really interesting tidbit that a lot of people don't know he made a short film and i know you're a, okay. a sicko for these things uh-huh. called heaven is still far away okay and um that short film inspired the civil dead really yeah um and not well, just that rips and not just because the the short is about a person who can see someone who's dead and okay. i already i saw the short film before I, I had the idea of that movie and so when i had the idea for the civil dead that is the one movie that it was a clear inspiration that allowed me to like I was like, oh, well, I've already seen this short film that has a character talk to someone who's dead. And I feel like it worked really well. And I feel like that gave me permission in my head to continue with this story. So that I, you knew I, it could work. Yeah, it works. Yeah. I Hell feel yeah. like it works because like I'm not I'm not very I'm not really that good as a director dealing with really high concept stuff. Mm. Um So it's really scary. But like that movie done it in a way where it's a real high concept. Not that you're not good at it.
0: You're not confident in it. I'm not yet. confident
1: in it. Okay. So um that gave me that movie gave me the confidence to yeah. do it cuz I feel like oh, I'm like oh that it, it was done so well there that whatever. I think oh, yeah, you love rocks. short films, yeah. so I would I'll recommend definitely watch you it. see it. Hell yeah! And uh, so I saw drive my car, and, and you didn't
0: love drive my car. I also no, didn't love it, for the record.
1: I it's interesting because like it's a movie that I just I would have liked, but it's like one mm-hmm. of those movies like everything everywhere all at once, where it has such a hysteria hysteria behind it. Yeah, and you're going in, and it's like, well, you don't want any movie to be like you don't want to ha- think of any movie as like, oh my god, what you're about to see is the greatest thing of all time. Like, yeah, you want to organically come to that.
0: I feel like everything, um, everywhere, at least, kind of earned that because I think they're doing so much that like you've literally have never seen people do something like what they're doing, right? Yeah. But like, Drive My Car is like it's like a people talking movie, so like I've seen I've seen that. You yeah, <laughs> but he's done
1: another people talking movie that is I feel like way better, and not I'm not saying that like it's a way better movie, but for Clay Tatum, um, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, more enjoyable but i really liked i uh, drive my car i just yeah. didn't i i i'm just not i thought it was
0: fine yeah i can see why people like it i didn't love it personally yeah. also it was very long another very long movie
1: yeah and what have you seen that lately Maybe what I've have i se-
0: watched lately are you done with years?
1: well i told you i seen two movies a dang okay, okay. i, so I you did told see me,
0: you gave me your month's worth i did
1: see <laughs> a movie at the florida film festival called resurrection i think but it's not out yet and um it's good. It's fine. There's nothing really to talk about, but I only bring that up just to just to say I've seen more than those two movies.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. You've got proof. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I've watched a couple things lately. Um, I watched the Greg Araki film Kaboom, which I had never, never seen, but I love Greg Araki. It. Have that you seen direct- any of his films?
1: That director's a big blind spot to me, and like oh. he... He's like a director that was a lot of people were talking about when I first moved to LA and got into mm-hmm. filmmaking and I was I was like he's so zany that I'm just going to be like I'm going to work my way up to him and I just never mm. got to it. I think zany movies are very um are very hard for me sometimes.
0: I think he has one or two movies that are like, way over the top zany. But I think what's beautiful about his movies is the queer aspect of it. So I don't know, like, because I am queer. So I don't know, um, as a straight person, what your interaction with the film would be. But to me, like, it's some of the queerest shit I've ever seen. It's some of the truest queer stuff I've ever seen, if that, like, makes sense. Like, it feels, even though he's been making movies, like, since the 80s, to me, it feels more, like, honestly representative of, like, the queer people and the community that I know and experience now. Yeah, it's
1: like when a uh, when someone makes, like, a punk movie and, like, people in that culture yeah. can, like, can gain something from it mm-hmm. more when they recognize that it's, like, it's saying something about the thing that people who are not a part of that can't s- say. Yeah, um, exactly. And so, like, yeah, so you're going to have a total different experience. Um, yeah with it even though i can i'm sure i would not acknowledge it as good too but it's like for you it's like an elevated it's more personal yeah Yeah.
0: so like i don't i don't know how a straight person would interact with his films (laughs) Mm -hmm. but to me even when like the movie's kind of psycho and like maybe the acting's weird or something like they're so fun and they're so like comforting and they're so impressive It, it makes me like when people try and say try and make you know quote-unquote queer films now um and they're just like not anywhere close to what Greg Araki's been doing for 40 years like I'm less impressed by people like I don't know casting straight people as queer or like oh, yeah not- classic. <laughs> classic
1: classic yeah I think John Early Faking had it. a <laughs> I think John Early had a um had a joke about um, why every straight filmmaker wants to, like, make a movie that's inspired by the 70s so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. Because, like, you kind of, like, when you first start getting into film, you realize the people that kind of innovate the most are uh, queer. Like, um, like my first experience with that kind of when I got into film was My Own Private Idaho, mm-hmm. which is a movie that is so inventive. And it, it is about, like, you know, like, queer and like uh i think it more specifically about like uh the queer scene or whatever and or street kids mm-hmm. uh, but you start picking up that there's like these directors that are like innovating more than other directors mm-hmm. and they're just like more creative and like there's a lot of things done in like my own private Idaho that is like so innovative, not innovative, because I don't know if it's been replicated, but, like, so interesting that, because uh, you can see, like, a million movies where they're trying to, like, they're clearly inspired by Martin Scorsese, they're just trying to, like, yeah. do that over and over again, or, like, mm-hmm. with me, I'm just trying to make a Robert Altman movie over and over again. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And Um But, like, with, like, My Own Private Idaho, there's so many interesting things in that movie that are, like, I don't know, they're just more creative.
0: Yeah. And um, I think
1: with um, Greg... What's his name again? Um, Araki. His are just like way, way more.
0: And they're like so unapologetic and like punk rock and like fuck you, we're queer. I I just think there's nothing like his movies really. And even my own private Idaho, like while I agree there are a lot of things that are really like inventive and innovative about that film, I still found it to be, first of all, it's like two straight guys playing gay.
1: Classic. But they- (laughs) There it is. And that's how you win the award.
0: But they also like- they kind of dance around their queerness in that film, and they're they're not as explicit about it. And Gregoraki has films that came out at the same time that are just way more, way more. I don't know. <laughs> so. Oh yeah,
1: with My Own Private Idaho, I definitely see the critique of like mm-hmm. the queer experience, and with me, it's just like. Wow, these magazine covers come to life, and I'm like, isn't that wacky? You know, it, that's like my experience yeah. with it too. But it's definitely like it's not it to is...
0: discount the film the filmmaking merits that it does have because but it those does are like there. discount
1: yeah. the like you know I don't know it's like a punk movie where they only talk about sex or like you know when they make a punk movie like Green Room and everyone's wearing a Dead Kennedys t shirt. Yeah. It's like that's not what punk shows are. They don't have yeah. They're not all wearing a minor threat T shirt It's Like they're yeah. all that's not what so like it's like yeah. There's
0: a lot more colour and variety than you it's know. It's still what a good movie, but out, it's not reflective
1: of, of the subculture that everyone thinks it is.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um and yeah, Gregoraki just hits the spot for me. And um Kaboom is kind of like a silly movie. It's kind of like silly horror, but it's camp and I loved it. <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's kinda like his like go to movie, right? Or is like is that the Kaboom is the, the one that I keep on is the first one I think of.
0: I would say Wolverine's Mysterious out. Skin is his biggest movie. Oh um, yeah, he did
1: that yeah, yeah. That's
0: he um, did that, but that one's based off of a book, so he didn't write that one. Um, so it's it's not exactly similar to any of his other work, but it is also yeah. like a really incredible movie. But if you want to get like a flavor for what is Gregoraki like style, I think Mysterious Skin is not gonna be it, but that is one of my favorite movies of all time.
1: <laughs> that's great.
0: So <laughs> yeah, Kaboom I don't know is if like. That says anything. <laughs> I think I think Kaboom was one of his a, more recent. Maybe that's why you hear about it more. No, no
1: I think I hear about more because it, it was a, a time where I first moved to LA. Whenever mm-hmm. like movies come out, right when I first moved to LA and got into film, those are the ones that stick with me because those were when I was like the most invested. Yeah, in finding in finding out. out. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. He has a bunch of movies that are big. Doom Generations, another one that people know a lot. Nowhere is one that I see get brought up probably the most but that is probably the weirdest one. Oh, of all of them.
1: and the doom generation and smiley yeah. face whitney my yeah. wife loves smiley face
0: smiley face is uh one of the very few that i have not seen yet it's so. very
1: zany it feels yeah. like from the scenes that i've seen when um whitney's watching it it feels like a scary movie yeah type movie like okay. it's it feels like um very very comedy heavy Okay. Insane, but it's like it's it's out there i i've never seen it i've only like walked in yeah on i'm definitely gonna Washington.
0: watch it one of these days i want to finish his filmography so there are only like two or three that i haven't seen but anyway i love gregoraki <laughs> i have a couple other things on my list <laughs> is he um, part of
1: a wave is he like wait is yeah this like, um
0: new queer cinema and uh, who's, part, who's part of that that would be like uh but i'm a cheerleader that movie um, that would movie. be um, Todd Haynes.
1: Who's He's way less zany.
0: Way less zany, yeah. But he still has like, so like his narratives are a little more straightforward most of the time, but he still uses like big colors and like um, has really fleshed out queer characters um, more so than a lot of the stuff that you were seeing um, at those times. Yeah. Those are probably like the biggest ones part of the new queer cinema movement, but mm-hmm. um, there are, you know- you can Google lists of films in those.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll um, be yeah. There's a, there's a Wikipedia somewhere that can.
0: Yeah, um, and but I'm a cheerleader. Absolutely holds up. Love that film. That yeah, was a, really that was a queer really awakening like for me. <laughs> so. That's a very yeah, explicit
1: movie. That's they. They're not.
0: They're not dancing uh, around anything. They're not dancing yeah.
1: around anything, which is like, and it's so that's, well made.
0: That's part of what the movement is: is just being like absolutely in your face queer, not dancing tiptoeing around any bit of queerness and also just like the use of color and like that sort of almost surrealist extent of color and like crazy sets and stuff uh it's all part of that all right I got like three other things on my list. Go for it. Uh, Pitch Black with Vin Diesel. Tone shift. (laughs) Um, Never.
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: From the year 2000. uh, It takes place on an alien planet and he has like superpowers where he can see in the dark. It's based off of a comic book series, I think. Um, It's part of the Chronicles of Riddick series. Oh, uh, it's no. the first movie. <laughs> it's the first movie in the series. Um, but Vin Diesel has some really sick goggles. He looks badass as hell and it's very funny. Recommend pitch black.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> um, great. I just not sound like a Clay Dana movie, but
0: <laughs> Do you hate Vin Diesel?
1: <laughs> I just hate any action. Honestly anything you where hate like action. I
0: okay. just
1: I'm not a fan. You just went talking. That's really all I want. I mean you might <laughs> as well just make a podcast for me. That's all really all I really care hell yeah.
0: about. Uh, All right, I got two more. I watched this movie called Mother Schmuckers, um, which is a French film. It's newer. I don't know exactly what year, but um, it's done by maybe brothers, um, Lenny and Harpo Guit. I don't know how you say their name. Uh, Anyway, it's 70 minutes of absolute chaos. It's very funny. Um, it's like one of those films, I call them disaster movies, but I don't know what normal people call them, uh, where just like every time you turn the corner, like something else heightens whatever's happening. It's like another crazy scenario they've gotten themselves into and then cool. they run away and then it's another crazier scenario forever and ever for the whole What film. is this called? Mother Schmuckers. Yeah. It's really short and I think it's really fun and I think it's really funny too.
1: You, I love a yeah. short movie. Oh,
0: Yeah. I live for this stuff.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. It's got to be longer than a short film, again, but. Um, you <laughs> I love mean, I watch a, a lot movie. of
0: features, too. <laughs>
1: oh, another thing, uh, one huh. other co- type of movies that I want to bring up that I've been watching lately is okay. um, the guy, I forgot his name, Quentin something. He plays in a. he's the Pier. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. in Mr. Wazo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been really liking his, when his movies first mm. came out, I did I not like him at all. I have seen his entire
0: filmography.
1: I didn't really like Rubber or whatever. Uh-huh. And then, and I was just like, this guy's too zany for me. What is this, a Skittles mm. commercial? Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently I saw Deerskin and I really liked that.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I, then his movie after that, I really responded to. And I think this might be a mandibles? director. Yeah. I really like mm-hmm. Mandibles. And I think this might be a director. I might start enjoying more of
0: yeah i love quentin DePio. i've seen all his movies what's my favorite i made a ranked list but i don't remember oh wrong is that what it's called yeah i've um, never seen wrong i I'm, love wrong it's on youtube for free i think that one's so fun i love keep an eye out uh i hated wrong cops
1: yeah no no wrong cops is kind of the first my first besides rubber it was rubber and wrong cops and i'm like i don't think this director's for me i don't think i, I, hated I don't wrong like this cops. guy
0: I don't remember Rubber because I've only watched it when it came out and I never watched it again. So I don't remember it as much. Um, But all the rest of his filmography, I went through right before Mandibles came out last year. So I have seen everything else pretty recently. Yeah, Wrong was my favorite. And I felt like I was always chasing Wrong because I think it's so crazy and
1: fun. I need to see Wrong.
0: Yeah. I really like Deerskin. I like Keep an Eye Out. Those are
1: great. Keep, people don't really like Keep an Eye Out, do they?
0: I don't know. I don't hear people talk about it, but I, I don't have a lot of people to talk about deep cut yeah. Quentin Dupieux films with either, so. <laughs> and he,
1: my man has two movies out. Uh, coming out
0: yeah they're doing cans right now i think yeah fucking crazy i'm so excited he even um i had somebody translate one of his short films that i could only find in french i had somebody on reddit translate it to english for me so that i could watch it and complete his filmography is how oh that's up, great sick in the damn head i am uh was it, and good? That, it was a short film um it's kind of like uh anti-film so it's like pretty absurd and kind of uh it's kind of like fuck you for watching this. <laughs> okay, how
1: early in his career did he make it?
0: Very early, some of okay. the earliest. So right. it's like two thousand, like the year two thousand or something. Okay, um, it's interesting for me to see. Still, I'm always interested in like process and growth too. So like even watching a filmmaker's stuff that is kind of bad, if I like some of their later stuff, I think it's still interesting to watch the bad stuff too. To see yeah. what they what they pick out and what they grow from, and you know?
1: Yeah, I need to revisit his earlier movies. But, yeah, I'm very excited for his new stuff. And I also like his music a lot.
0: I haven't listened to much of his music, but I have heard a little bit. And it seems to bop. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. All right, I just had one other, one other thing on my list, <laughs> um, which was Joey Izzo's new short. Of course, you've never been completely honest. It was crazy, fucked up. You've seen? Oh, yeah, I've seen, seen it multiple
1: times. Yeah, t- yeah he's, it's, <laughs> I, saw, I saw it on the big screen, and I've yeah. seen it. You went to that uh, showing
0: at a s- Brain Dead Fra- or whatever? Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, and Joey's a pal, and I love it. And he, it's really good. I Also, I'm a big fan of all of his other shorts, too. I think yeah,
0: he, I've seen a whole bunch of them. I don't know if I've seen all of them, but I've definitely seen several.
1: <laughs> he's very good at them.
0: He does a great job, and he did a great job with this one, and it's fucked up and twisted, and it made me a little sick in the head. So yep. now I'm twisted moving forward. So thanks, Joey, for that. <laughs> yeah. And that's my shit that I've watched. <laughs>
1: There, we have a movie called The Civil Dead. If you're in Calgary, it's playing at the Calgary Underground Film Festival next week. Uh, of course, it's not coming out today, so it's it's <laughs> out whenever. And the um, American Arts and Culture Review podcast, we do it every now and again. And that's about it and my cat's on my computer oh no okay i'm gonna go feed my cat
0: <laughs> okay, my his- well, i gave again. him a little
1: snack but now i'm gonna give him his real meal but thanks for having me
0: thanks and, again for uh, coming on and of going along
1: <laughs> yeah of course it's great All talking cinema right. with some pals
0: hell yeah great yeah. chatting and uh we'll see everybody else next time bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, my cat is viciously attacking me. I love it. You heard my comments on Woody Allen earlier, and he wants to get revenge.
0: Hell yeah. Go off king. <laughs> Go off king, and I can't blame you. Uh-uh. You deserve that. <laughs>